0: This is Monty in the Morning. The show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. How the heck are you? It's Friday. Thank goodness. (laughs) July 22nd, second, twenty. 22, Uh, obviously the Utah Jazz are leading the headlines. Isn't it amazing that here we are in late July and the Utah Jazz are still setting the news cycle in the NBA? Did the Utah Jazz make a deal with the New York Knicks or not, damn it? Obviously, we have all the latest headlines and details on Donovan Mitchell from the Utah Jazz to the New York Knicks. We have that coming up. Lots to talk about with NBA trades from Tyler Hero and Ben Simmons. We have all the latest headlines on that and this Kyler Murray contract in Arizona. Kyler Murray is now the second highest paid quarterback in the National Football League, which is unbelievable. Oh, by the way, did I mention we're sending you to see BYU, the Cougars. Cougar. Come on, man. Where's the Cougar growl? On a Friday morning. Hey, yo. We are sending you uh, to see BYU and Notre Dame at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Thanks to our good friend, Jeffrey Davis at Academy Mortgage. He is our presenting sponsor uh, for our BYU drive away. Uh, You get a $250 gas card, two nights in a hotel, and two tickets to see BYU and Notre Dame At Allegiant Stadium on October 8th, call Devery Davis today. Do you have mortgage questions? 801-543-9666. NMLS number 278-545. Devery Davis and Academy Mortgage are equal housing lenders. Let's get into the big story of the day because obviously everybody is talking. Donovan Mitchell to the New York Knicks. Is the deal done? Patrick Kinahan, Uh, at the KSL Sports Zone said yesterday the deal was done. It would be announced momentarily. And we're all still waiting. That was at 10 (laughs) o'clock yesterday morning, and nothing has happened. And as we've been telling you for about the last week, there have been some pretty consistent talks between the Knicks and the Utah Jazz. However, Utah Jazz CEO Danny Ainge, who's pulling all the strings for the Utah Jazz these days, has not come off of his very, Very significant trade demands for Donovan Mitchell. By some accounts, he is asking for six draft picks. I have been able to confirm through sources around the NBA and at the Utah Jazz that Danny Ainge has not come off that mark. He wants three young players and a minimum of six draft picks. Now, as we reported yesterday on Twitter, uh, it looks like things changed overnight on Wednesday night. Um, I woke up to a text yesterday morning that said the Knicks were frustrated uh, with the negotiations that had taken place, and then what do you know, we get a breakthrough late on Wednesday night into Thursday morning, and about midday yesterday, it came out that a deal was very close. Now, the latest is, NBA sources are telling me that the Knicks and the Jazz have an agreement in place, basically a framework that says, hey, the Jazz are going to send Donovan Mitchell uh, to the New York Knicks. The Jazz are going to have their pick of a veteran player to make the salaries work. Emmanuel, Quickly, and Grimes are supposedly in the deal, but there is a hang-up based on pick swaps and the number of picks the Knicks actually have to trade. From what I was told yesterday, late in the afternoon, um, the Jazz and the Knicks are consulting with the NBA to get approval on the volume of picks and which picks are actually available for trade. Because if you don't know, each team has to have a minimum number of picks, and there is only a certain number of picks that you can trade of your own. So there are some questions about what the Knicks have, what the Knicks are able to move to get this trade done. That is an indication of how high the bar is when it comes to compensation for the Utah Utah Jazz in exchange for Donovan Mitchell. And Jake, I think the bar should be very high because this is likely, you would hope, and I know that if this trade goes through, the Jazz have done it twice in about a six week period, but you would hope that this is the last trade of this magnitude in the next decade for the Jazz.
1: Yeah, hopefully. And I think that, you know, if, if this trade is pulled off, it changes the market once again and and I'm just going to keep saying it, Danny Ainge is setting the bar in the league for trades. And I it makes me almost start to wonder if if you're in Brooklyn right now and you're in that situation, are you not waiting for this to go down? You know, when I when I think about the Utah Jazz and where they are, yeah. Hopefully it is the last trade that they make of this magnitude for the next decade. I, I hope that they're not in, in this type of position again. But that said, I just think that, that Danny Ainge has done a, a, a great job here. I think that Danny Ainge is in a perfect leverage point to be as stubborn as he'd like to be. And I think that, as we talked about yesterday... When you're negotiating and the person you're negotiating with gets a bit frustrated with you that you won't come off your price, patience is the key. And I think that's what we're seeing. You know, Danny's not in a rush. The Utah Jazz are are, are not in a hurry on any level. There's no pressure on them. There's no incentive to move quickly. Um, So that's why I say, like... I just think they're handling this really well. And yeah, the question of, it seems to be that the question is, is Donovan Mitchell worth what Danny Ainge is asking? I'm going to keep saying it. It's not about whether Don's worth it or not. It's about what it's going to take to get him out of Utah uh, and appease Danny Ainge. And, And that's what I think is the brilliance of this situation. Danny knows who he is, where the Utah Jazz are, and where he wants them to go. And that's to the top of the stack. And they clearly have a plan. And so I think I think if I was the New York Knicks, I don't know what I'd do, to be honest with you. Because I could kind of see two routes I could go. I could wait and try to let the, let, let the first half of the year play out and try to get a, a, a deadline deal done. And hope that Don doesn't have some amazing year and maybe his trade value goes down a bit or something like that. Or... If I'm the Knicks, and this would be my preferred way, I would you know, execute a deal. That's what I would do. You're the Knicks. You have to get better. You clearly believe Donovan Mitchell can take you to where you want to go. So I just think that right now, this transaction may or may not be holding up many other transactions because Danny Ainge has a propensity of setting the bar for trade value for players, it seems. So it's an interesting time, to say the least.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that is abundantly clear here is... Danny Ainge is not in a hurry here. And this goes back to the conversation we've had for the last probably three weeks about who has leverage and who is dictating the terms of this deal. And I will go back to what we have said for months and months. Now the Utah jazz are not in a hurry or even, I don't think there's a sense of urgency to trade Donovan Mitchell. I don't think the jazz are out shopping Donovan Mitchell. I will again rely on what jazz sources have told me for months. The jazz Don't even want to trade Donovan Mitchell. But if you're going to roll up with five to six first round picks, pick swaps, and three really good young players, the Jazz are going to listen. And if you want to make that deal, let's make that deal. That's what it's going to take to get Donovan Mitchell. But make no mistake here. This is a complex trade. It takes time to do a deal of this magnitude. I think this is a very different situation from what you're seeing in Brooklyn uh, with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. You have a young star in, in Utah Jazz phenom, I would say, Donovan Mitchell, who is in demand around the league. There are four or five teams who would love to have Don. The problem is there's one team that can make this trade based on the assets we now know that it's going to take to get a deal done, mm-hmm. and that's the New York Knicks. So if I'm Danny Ainge and I know that the Knicks are thirsty to make a Donovan Mitchell trade, why am I going to come off of my spot at all? And as we reported yesterday on this show, the Knicks – voiced frustration to sources yesterday about Danny's unwillingness to budge. And I think that's why if you're a Utah Jazz fan, you gotta feel pretty good about Danny Ainge being at the top of the organization. Because why would you come off of what you're asking for when the Knicks are clearly willing to pay just about everything they have in draft capital to get Donovan Mitchell. And I do think by the way, there is a lot of credence, credence in this idea that the New York Knicks need a superstar. And I think Donovan Mitchell could be that guy. And I guess maybe, Jake, and I know we've talked about this ad nauseum as well. I think maybe this goes back to what you project Donovan Mitchell's top side to be. Mm -hmm. Because if you truly do believe that Donovan Mitchell is a guy, as I do, who can be a top five player in this league, I don't know why the Knicks wouldn't make this deal. But the question, and I, I think it's a big one. If you're the Knicks and you make a trade for Donovan Mitchell, does it make you a, a contender in the East?
1: Yeah, I think there's no, there's no other way around it. Like, no, right now, I don't think that it makes you a contender in the East, mainly because you're sending guys out like Evan Fournier and Obi Toppin, and and you know, quickly. Like th- those are the guys that are rumored to be in this in this deal. So it, I don't even think that saying that making this deal doesn't make you an Eastern Conference Finals contender. I don't think that's an indictment on Donovan Mitchell. I, what it's an indictment on is, all right, yeah, you're coming to get Donovan Mitchell, but what does that do for the rest of the roster? What does that do for the rest of your team? Like, if Does Don have anything to work with besides his own game at that point? I mean, okay, you've got Julius Randle, you've got R.J. Barrett. Okay, sure, those two guys can definitely help you. I mean, obviously, for those of you who listen every day, you remember we had a pretty, you know, heated, passionate discussion, I think it was Wednesday, about RJ Barrett, you know, and and what he looks like. So, does Donovan Mitchell make you an Eastern Conference Finals contender? A contender maybe, but I don't think we can say, yeah, definitely they're good enough to 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 get there right away first season you have Donovan Mitchell. I think there's proving to do I think that you got to show that you can, in the regular season, regularly beat teams like Philly – In Toronto and Miami, like the contenders out East, you got to show that you're as good as those teams. So, well, don't forget the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, and you know, being that the Minnesota Timberwolves play in the East now and not the West, I mean, you got to show that you can beat them. And by the way, they've got the best defender in the league. You know.
0: And I think, wait, 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 hang on. You know, hang on. Who's who's the bro that said it first? I
1: think like Compass.
0: (laughs) Compass, our guy Compass, um, is like Minnesota. In the East, <laughs> that's my guy, yes. Compass. It's good to see you, bro. But in all seriousness, if yeah. you if you look at the Eastern Conference contenders, yeah, I don't think Donovan Mitchell puts you with the Sixers. I don't think he puts you with the Bucks. Um, I don't know. You know, in the, in one of the other questions that I think we're open for business on today is will Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving um, will they be Brooklyn Nets? this season yeah because if they are and if you have KD Kyrie and Ben Simmons on that roster together you're better than the Knicks are
1: well and I don't I just don't think that for for Sean Marks there's any reason to to rush once again like you have time and and again I can't help but saying like dude if I'm if I'm Sean Marks sitting there in Brooklyn in that building Mm -hmm. I'm like man we got to let Donovan Mitchell's deal play out now because if I've got Rudy Gobert's deal, Donovan Mitchell's deal, like, I now have leverage sitting in that front office. And, and yeah, of course, there's a line you have to play of not asking for too much but asking for enough, but you want as much leverage as you can get, so now... Me, personally, I'm kind of in a place where I don't expect anything to happen until this Don thing gets put to bed. Like, until we get either a trade, obviously, or it's it's widely, like, league-wide agreed upon that he's not moving until, you know, like, the deadline or or next summer. Yeah, and and I,
0: I think one of the things that's so important to talk about here is that I just don't think most people know what's happening. I don't. I think... Yesterday was the perfect example of how things change very quickly,
1: yeah.
0: and you know what? Sure, we take a lot of heat on on what we've said about the Jazz and Donovan Mitchell, and I I think there is a lot of trade and information going on, and mm-hmm. I think that it has been very difficult to get a clear read. I mean we've had we've had rumors and and people telling us things and. I mean, we have not reported ninety-nine percent of the things that we've heard about this deal. I mean, yeah. I, I can tell you the ridiculous, the ridiculous nature of the the swings in information on a Donovan Mitchell trade. It has been incredible. And that's why, like last week when people were like, Well, why aren't you tweeting about this? Your sources are made up and because you don't tweet everything that you hear. Right. You don't tweet everything you're told. Because if you can't get if you can't get confirmation from both sides on things, and generally that's the bar for us. If if we're going to if we're going to tweet and report something, we need multiple people telling us the same thing. And that's why the Knicks being frustrated I think is a really significant part of this story because I don't think there's any doubt that if you go back in the history of time with the Knicks, they have failed miserably, especially since Jimmy Dolan came on board. They have fi- failed miserably to make good decisions. The Knicks Best. have struggled, whether that is their inability to land LeBron James, whether that is their inability, you know, like I, I I, saw somebody talking about the Isaiah Thomas scandal yesterday, like having Isaiah Thomas and having this scandal with Isaiah and having Isaiah run the building and having Charles Oakley, you know, thrown out of Madison Square Garden. And, do you understand how downtrodden the Knicks have been for the better part of the last 25 years. Yeah. Do you understand how, how just incredible it is, whether it's misfortune, bad luck, and certainly just mismanagement by Jimmy Dolan. You understand moments like this for the Knicks are absolutely critical. You add a kid in Donovan Mitchell. He's from Westchester County. His dad works for the Mets. He's throwing out the first pitch for the Brooklyn Cyclones. Like, this is a New York guy, and this isn't football. This isn't baseball. It's basketball. Yes. And in New York, basketball matters. What happens on the floor at Madison Square Garden matters. It's rule. It's law. It's the it's Mecca. It's garden. Yeah, and so you get a local guy like Donovan Mitchell who is ready to rock and roll. Hey, man, you got to make that trade. But how much are you willing to give up? Are you willing to give up Grimes to get this deal done? Are you willing to give up Topping, Quickly, Grimes, six picks and swaps? Like, are you willing to do that to get Donovan Mitchell? I would not do that if I'm the New York Knicks. And that's the thing that I keep coming back to is we hear about these deals and it's done, it's not done. Yes, it is. No, it's not. If you're the New York Knicks, you better not be in a hurry here. You better not be frustrated. And this is why Danny Ainge is such a witch. Because the guy says, this is my asking price. Are you willing to meet it? No, I'm not. All right, well, hey, good luck. If that changes, let me know. You have my have number. We're out of here. Peace out, bro. Right? But if you're the Knicks in this situation, can you afford to to acquiesce? Can you afford to say, well, you know what? Uh, instead of four, I will throw in six. And yeah, you know, I didn't want to put Grimes in this deal. You know what? I, I, You know, I'll put Grimes, and you know what? I'll give you your pick of whatever veteran you want to make this work. Because that's what the Knicks are doing. Yeah. Uh, according to sources yesterday, the Knicks have told Danny Ainge, hey, you can have your pick of a veteran, and we'll inc- include Grimes and Quickly in this deal. And my guess is, He's going to look at Radish and Fournier, choose one of those two guys, because I still maintain what I've been told three days ago. They have no interest in Julius Randle here with the Utah Jazz. Danny Ainge is going to make a crazy deal. Yeah. And I think he is going to, once again, break the trade market. I'm for real. He's going to have 10 first-round picks.
1: Yeah. That's incredible. And I think clearly, you know, having all those picks, like, I think the mission is to put yourself in a position to have leverage. And, And I think... You know, a lot of people take the, hey, we're acquiring all these picks as well. It's a full rebuild. And I do think if you trade Donovan, yeah, it's got to be characterized as a full rebuild. I, I just don't think there's any way around that. Like, I, I've been pretty consistent. Like, if you keep Donovan Mitchell and you use the picks from the Gobert deal to kind of add some assets, then you're retooling. But if you yes. trade Donovan and and it's all new faces, like, as a Jazz fan, I would, I'm really curious. If they trade Donovan Mitchell and... You know, you've got all these new faces in highlighter yellow uniforms. What's your appetite to go to wow, Utah Jazz fan? Wow, bro! Do you have to drop the I'm highlighter just, yellow? It matters to fans, are bro. You it me? matters. I'm sorry, call me a hater. It does matter. Hey, you are a hater. Not only do we not have all our guys here, we're getting new uniforms that we're not in love with.
0: Well, look, it I matters. think I think the the Rudy Gobert trade, without question. Was a win for this team. Yes. It was a win for the organization. I mean, to move that contract, to acquire those assets, to get guys like Malik Beasley and Pat Bev, who are clearly assets that are in demand around the league, um, who I think you're probably going to wind up moving. A, a, a source straight up told me yesterday, hey, man, I'd be talking about a, a Malik Beasley trade because that's being talked about around the NBA. And I think when Patrick Beverly's able to be traded, they're going to trade him. It doesn't make sense to keep those guys on this roster, and I think to 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 your point, if you're a Jazz fan, I don't know how you feel about this. I mean, it, it let's suppose that a Donovan Mitchell deal does come down and he is moved, and it is six picks and and you know quickly Grimes in a veteran. Is that a package that excites you if you're a Utah Jazz fan? I would tell you, I I, I would be split on that. Because I also think there's a lot of people who think that this team's trying to get into the lottery to compete for VW. That's not what I was told. I was told yesterday, I was told, I mean, Saturday night, um, you know, I was talking to a Utah Jazz source. I believe it was Saturday night who was telling me that the Jazz are not in a position where they're desperate to get into the lottery this coming year. You don't have to be in the lottery to get a, a top tier NBA talent out of the draft this coming season, like a, a, the 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 2023 NBA draft is legit 30 players deep. Yeah, and so I don't think that they're they're focused on getting VW or getting to the top of the NBA draft. I think they are focused on getting between three and five picks that'll land them top tier talent in the draft next
1: year, mm-hmm. or I leveraging they, those picks to make a deal happen during yeah, the draft.
0: Yeah, I, I think what this is about, and I think one of the things that Jazz fans have struggled with is I think this is about. Um, the Utah Jazz adding assets to become a much more talented team. I think that for the last three years, you have not been deep. I think for the last three years, the Jazz have been stagnant in in player development, and they have not changed this roster. Well, I can tell you those days are over very clearly. I mean, the Rudy Gobert trade, if it taught us something, it was that the Jazz are going to change this roster. And if you make this Donovan Mitchell deal – Granted, that's, that's two of your your top five guys and arguably your two best players. Um, you're significantly changing the culture of that locker room. Quinn Snyder's gone. Rudy's gone. If Don's gone. Yeah. Uh, you have to believe that Boyan Bogdanovich and Mike Conley are going to be gone. Royce is gone. Like, I mean, you look at the difference in this roster from just six weeks ago, and you understand the Jazz want to get more talented. They want to get deeper, and they want to have top-down development Mm -hmm. and I think that's exactly what these deals are about so if if you're a jazz fan I I understand that you're not going to be enthused about going to games this year if you're a jazz fan I understand that you're you're not going to be enthused about the status of this team but one other thing before we get to your comments and, and if you're here right now bless you friends Uh, please give us a thumbs up. It really helps the channel grow. Um, So go ahead and click that thumbs up button right now. Um, But one question I would ask you, and one thing I would ask you to ponder, is the timing of all of this intelligent basketball for Ryan Smith, the owner of the Jazz? The All-Star game is going to be here this year. If you trade Donovan Mitchell, you're likely not going to have an All-Star starter. And I don't know what they're going to do beyond Don, but let's just say you've traded Rudy, you've traded Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. You're not going to probably have an all-star represented there. You are going to have new uniforms that are going to get far less national run because, frankly, you're not a contender. You're not relevant. At that point, I mean, let's yeah. be honest, yeah. you're not a relevant team in the NBA if you trade Donovan Mitchell. You're just not. Yeah. So your new uniforms are not going to get run. Your building's not going to be full. Your revenue is going to be down because those uniforms are not going to sell and pe- and people are not going to buy tickets and hot dogs and beers and, you know, popcorn, right? They're not spending money in your building. I don't know that the timing of this lines up and philosophically speaking, I don't know that this lines up. And the question that I have is, is Ryan Smith doing a good job as the owner of the Jazz? And I know that, Listen, I know that perhaps you don't always get to do things the way that you envisioned. And you don't always get to do things in the NBA in an A plus B equals C fashion. I totally understand that. But what I would say to Ryan Smith is it's not ideal to trade your two best players, tear your roster down, a month after you release new uniforms poorly, by the way, release new uniforms, and the same year that you're having the all-star game in your building. And it makes you wonder if Ryan Smith has, has you know caught up with the learning curve in the NBA. Because Danny Ainge is one thing. He's a killer. Danny Ainge is an assassin. Danny Ainge doesn't care about the all-star game or the uniforms. Danny Ainge cares about winning, winning games for the next five years. Mm-hmm. And Danny Ainge is doing exactly what you need to be doing. But the thing that I would say about Ryan Smith and Danny Ainge. When you have the All-Star game and you're in a critical moment in time, perhaps a complete teardown and rebuild, which if that's what happens and this Don deal gets done and I have no reason to believe it won't, if this Donovan Mitchell deal goes down, you have no reason to go to games this year. Was this the ideal timing to do a complete teardown and rebuild? That's a question that I'd be asking. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd love to ask Ryan Smith that. By the way, we've asked for him to come on the show multiple times. He's declined. Mm-hmm. Well, he hasn't really said anything. But let's get your thoughts on it. What are what are your feelings on this trade? If you're, I, I see that we have a ton of Knicks fans and, yeah. and NBA fans and Jazz fans in here today. What are your thoughts on this? How do you feel about this? Are you excited as a Jazz fan um, to to go through this? Caleb says, uh, "Good morning, Caleb." Yeah, Monty. So you can say. Um, Yay, our, all, our all-stars, all and then trade him right after. Exactly right. I mean, that's that's tough, dude. Very tough. Cody Strickland, my friend, what's up? He says, so if we trade Mitchell, will we unload everyone who has value for picks, JC, Bogey, Mike, Pat, et cetera, what will those trades look like picks-wise? I, I think there's a real good chance, and Cody, I think that's a really good question. Yeah. I think there's a really good chance that you have five or more first-round picks in this upcoming draft, and I think there's a real good chance that going from one or two future picks to probably a dozen or more future draft picks, protected, unprotected, 2029, 2,137, (laughs) Uh, like it doesn't matter the year. You're going to have a lot. The question is how many of those picks will be unprotected because that's all that matters. And if you look at the Jazz with their upcoming pick, they're not going to be good this year. So their own 2023 pick is going to be valuable. I just I'm curious when this team starts spending money after this rebuild, because again I'm surmising, no no Donovan Mitchell trade has been announced or 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 told. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, if you're just tuning in, the latest details that we have, the latest intel, intel uh, behind that, the scenes that we have is that the the Jazz and the Knicks are close uh, to completing a deal, but they are they are waiting for guidance from the NBA on how many picks, how many swaps, you know what is. You know, what can we legally do? Because there's there's a lot of there's a lot of picks that have changed hands multiple times. So you're trying to figure out like the legalities of that, from what I've been told. Yeah. So that to me if that's
1: kind of complicated.
0: It is very complicated. It is very complicated. Gabe Ledley, first one in this morning, says, Morning boys, which random NBA fan base are we triggering today? <laughs> exactly right. Compass says Uh, Spurs. Uh, Colton Bitten says, uh, good morning, Tim and Jake. Good morning, Colton Good morning. Appreciate you. Steve Hambone, good morning, guys. Happy Friday. Good morning. Ramsey's 10. Good morning to you. Colton says, uh, say Jazz trade Don, do you see Ainge sticking around for three to five year rebuild with most of these assets being 2027, 2029? I think that's a really good question. I do. I think Danny Ainge is going to work until the job is done. And one of the things that I question here and I think is it is an interesting talking point is yeah are you Oklahoma City are you Houston, Orlando hey we tore it down we're gonna draft we're gonna be young for five seven years I don't get that feeling I don't I think from what I'm told by by sources at the jazz they want to win
1: and I think that part of this is is you know when you talk about the all-star game and starters in the all-star game and like that, that whole dynamic. Yeah, sure. Timing may not be great, but on the flip side of that, could that also mean that Ryan Smith is truly committed to winning as quickly as possible? Cause don't forget, you know, what was it just six months ago, we had people saying, well, they're not going to do anything because they, because they prioritize the all-star game over winning a championship, right? We all, we all remember that as Utah jazz fans, that whole storyline. And so, that's why I say, yeah, timing's not great, but it could be that they're getting super aggressive and they are just committed to winning. And so when when we talk about Danny Age's future with the Utah Jazz, yeah, I think he's gonna be around. I, I don't I don't understand the logic of coming into an organization, trading the two best players, completely changing the roster, just to say, yeah, I gotta retire and play my eighteen holes of golf every day. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't make that just doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, from an organizational standpoint. Yeah,
0: I would agree with you on that. J.P. Shanahan, good morning, sir. He says, crazy thought. What if the Jazz had kept Gobert and traded Mitchell for Durant? Well, they didn't. Yeah. I don't like, one of the things I don't like doing is playing hypotheticals with guys' careers. Right. I, it's something that if you listen to the show daily, you know we don't do that. Um, Hey, who's going to sign here or where are they? I, we don't play hypotheticals because I think you're talking about the livelihood of guys that, that care deeply about their, their gigs. And I think you got to understand that Cody Strickland tips us $2 this morning. Cody, appreciate you. What teams will you be covering if the jazz tank? Well, we're a Utah jazz fan base. Listen, We
1: don't just cover teams when they're good, man. Like I I think that this, this show is, is a, is a Utah sports show. show. It's Utah first. And I think obviously we talk about a lot of national things and, and all that, but but again, I, I think, let's, let's not beat around the bush. This is a very important time in Utah Jazz land. Whether they rebuild and tear it down and they suck for five years, or they rebuild, tear it down, and suck for a year, and then are back in the Western Conference Finals. This yes. is a crucial time for this organization. Ryan Smith has said repeatedly he cares deeply about carrying forward the legacy of the Millers and the history of the organization and all of that, so it's important.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's one of those things where you can't you just can't put a value on the sentiment of your fan base. The building's not going to be full this year. You're not going to sell those highlighter yellow, didn't you say highlighter yellow? Highlighter yellow, yellow. yeah. Highlighter that's what yellow. they
1: are. That is what they are. Brother gold.
0: Highlighter not gold nice. uniforms, right? Like heavily Vexed. Are they yellow or are they gold? I personally would like an apology. Oh, okay, you're offended by those uniforms. I would say that they're you yellow. Know. I
1: think they're um, yellow.
0: Zach Attack says, "Look at how Zach
1: Attack. Let's look go. How, how
0: Danny uh, rebuilt the Celtics. He wants to win now while letting other teams rebuild for him. Celtics found it while drafting Jalen and JT. Yeah, yeah, they did. And I think Danny is Danny's the exact right guy for this gig. That's I, what I'm I,
1: saying, like, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. The sentiment for Utah Jazz fans shouldn't be stress or anxiety. The sentiment should be okay, well, we've traded Rudy. We're pretty close to trading Don, but we have this gold mine of assets. So, being that that's the case, where does Danny go from here? What is the, is it that he wants draft capital to execute in the draft? I don't think so, in my opinion. Yeah. I think Danny Ainge wants all that draft capital to leverage teams during the draft to make trades, to get veterans. That's what I think Danny Ainge wants to do. Yep, Zach Attack with uh, now $10 to the show. Thank you, Zach, he Zach says, Attack. says, also, you're
0: welcoming Nets fans because after this, Mitchell's trade, a KD trade is going to be impossible due to the crazy high price of the market. My well, God, but, but isn't that I the truth? I think that's a super important oh my
1: God. point. Like, is it, the, is it lost on the national like a Knicks fan or like a, a an out of yeah. market fan that nothing has really happened besides Rudy Gobert Donovan Mitchell is close it seems like and James Harden what else has happened nothing Nothing. What have there we heard? has not oh been my... a
0: single right? significant, and and it's not even just trades. I think you're absolutely right. Nothing's happened. There hasn't happened. been a significant like free agent move, Ink like Shantay Murray, like is is a is a okay, bigger that's trade. That's fair. That's
1: fair. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a trade. We got that. To the have the list. Lakers done something? No. Have the
0: Celtics? Have no. the Knicks? Have the nope. have the nope. Nets? Have the nobody? Like, the Bulls? The, like any of the major contenders at the top of the table in either conference like the Rudy Gobert, Minnesota trade. And by some accounts, and you're a guy who doesn't believe in Minnesota yet,
1: but well, mainly because they're in the East. Right, the West. right. But <laughs> if you think about
0: the guys who have traded places, what significant move has happened? Yeah, there, there really hasn't been a, a contender. I, I'm waiting this, this Kevin Durant thing. I don't think Kevin Durant's getting traded. That's my opinion. I don't see that happening. But to Zach Tax point, I mean, it's impossible to do business when Danny Ainge is getting six, seven, you know, 10, 12 picks and two deals. Yes, like it, it, it makes it almost impossible. Yes. Uh, NY Jazz fan says, "I can't wait to watch this show in season and game same day." Appreciate that, dude. Um, yeah. And and I know again, a lot of people are saying, "Why aren't you reading my comments, boys?" It is so hard to keep up with all the Bro. comments. I mean it is we we are, what is it 500 people 527 are, people like, in, uh, on the show right now so and we love everybody's yeah. comments we we really try to be interactive because we, we we value your opinion and we we love the conversation it's not personal if we're not reading your comments and, and what honestly. i would say
1: too on that really quick and not that we're looking for you guys to pay us all kinds of money but in an effort to get your comment read Tip us one cent. Like tip it so it highlights your comment, even if it's a yeah. cent, dude. That way we can see it and we can get to it.
0: Uh Lou Memorabilia says the jazz fans deserve all-stars in the All-Star Game. Well, that's really difficult, man. That's that's tough. But but again, Nick fans deserve Donovan Mitchell. I mean, like, they deserve the the Nick fans have supported that club through Phil Jackson, through Isaiah Thomas, Carmelo like, Anthony, all of the drama that has gone on with Derrick Rose. Yes, with, I mean think about all of the nonsense that this team has put its fan base through. Nick fans deserve a guy like Don. Yeah, they deserve a star. They deserve a guy that's that's hometown, born and bred New Yorker, Westchester yes. County. Like they deserve Donovan Mitchell because he is. No matter what you want to say about Don. He is a special, different human being. He is a... I believe Donovan Mitchell is, is genuinely a good guy.
2: Yes, yes, yes.
0: He is good for the community. Zach's mom likes him. Like, it is... Donovan Mitchell is everything you want on
1: your basketball team. Yeah. I, for one, think it's a mistake to trade him. When's the last time the Knicks had I do. had that? If you really think about it. Like, the Knicks haven't had young, like... Hometown kid storyline and how long? Mark
0: Jackson. I mean, Mark Jackson's a, a New York playground legend. I mean, I, I, yeah. I you know, it, it's just yeah. I don't yeah. know. Josh Martin says it's going to be a long year if we trade Miss Mitchell. Thanks for the two dollars, Josh. Well, yeah, I think it is. It is. It's this is going to be a difficult season. Listen, I, mean,
1: I, I think yeah, sure. In the win loss column, yeah, it may be difficult, but I, but I also think as a Utah Jazz fan. What this requires you to do is put just a touch more effort into knowing some of the names because they may not be Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, right? They may not be big-time, like, league-wide known guy. But that said, guys like Malik Beasley, if he's here, guys like Vanderbilt, if he's here, because those guys have a ton of interest in the trade market. um, You know, those are guys that you're going to learn about and see what they can do because they are capable, (laughs)
0: Kurt Myers says, can we at least keep the jazz dancers? Nah, man, that's where the first round pick. Yeah, man. Have you seen the new jazz dancers? Multiple first round picks. Uh, Caleb says, are are y'all going to eventually take callers? Probably not. I mean, for us, I mean, we have the capability to do it, but for us, it is, I don't know. A week from today, there's a massive announcement could be on this show, so I'll, I'll reserve comment on that. Caleb also says, by the way, speaking of highlighter yellow, yeah. Caleb, Caleb was on TV Whoa. It, during the Salt Lake City um, summer league. Really? Wearing a highlighter yellow hat. Damn. And okay. I would just say, okay. you know, look, Caleb, you're a good looking dude. That hat didn't do justice. I mean, that hat. Are people mirant? I mean, Obviously not. You, to Push you down. That down. Was, that was a bright hat, Caleb. I mean, you know, you know. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, and Garcia says, Pay to participate. Well, it is the only way to get your comment and your comment highlighted. So, um, for those that want to be, you know, uh, Yankee fan forever says, Thank you. Um, Caleb says, Dolan doesn't deserve him. No, he doesn't. And Jimmy Dolan's a cock. I hate Jimmy Dolan. Wow, I have had two really negative interactions with James Dolan in my career. And if that guy happens to trip and fall and get hit by a subway train, that's probably too much. And as you can see, there's not much hope for you left. You know, um, if he happens to slam his door in the, in the his finger in the door of his limousine this morning, that'd be okay too. Yeah. Like, I just am not a James Dolan guy. I am not a Jerry Reinsdorf guy. I am a huge Chicago sports fan. Michael Born and Jordan. Jerry Reinsdorf is brutal. He is. Yeah. I mean, he's not as incompetent as James Dolan is, but he's yeah. close. He But Nick fans deserve a win. They really do. Eric Devera, good morning, my friend. Uh, it's funny how Gobert once again made waves and as his trade pretty much stunted and made KD trade complicated uh, as to any trade in the NBA. Totally agree. Absolutely. Yeah, well, why is
1: that, though? I think this is an important point. Why is that? Because, again, and, I, and this is no indictment on Rudy Gobert. It's just how the league views him. Hey, if Danny got that for a guy who basically doesn't have any individual offensive game, and is defensive first. If you got that for Rudy Gobert, well, what's the asking price for pretty much the best player in the league? Yeah. You know, like, that's the problem. Yeah.
0: Yeah, all 623 of our current viewers, please give us a thumbs up. That really helps the channel grow. We appreciate you being here. And again, uh, if you're just tuning into the show this morning, we are talking about uh, the Utah Jazz and the New York Knicks are on the verge, uh, according to sources, of making a deal for Donovan Mitchell. Uh, The very latest news that we have on that is that the Jazz and the Knicks have the framework of a deal, which means that... Somewhere something changed because 24 hours ago, we woke up to, um, you know, messages that, that essentially said, hey, the Knicks are really frustrated with Danny Ainge and the Jazz uh, because they won't come off of their spot. Um, they won't come off of their ask for you know six draft picks, multiple players, mm-hmm. um, and then yesterday around I don't know what was it one o'clock in the yeah. afternoon we started hearing that hey a framework of a deal is in place um, that the Jazz uh, will have their pick of a veteran player on the the Knicks roster plus three young guys and a and a GAT. Of picks, yep, and that what what we were told um, late last night and this morning is that the Jazz and the Knicks are consulting with the NBA uh, to figure out what. Uh, what is actually available for trade. They're trying to confirm, essentially, hey, all of these picks are available to be moved. Yeah. Because I do think pick swaps are going to be a significant part of this. And I do think for future first-round picks are going to be a significant part of this deal. So there are some questions, and I think the Jazz and the Knicks are doing this right. If you have a framework, there is no need to rush through a deal because the last thing you want is to have to tweak a deal after guys have changed place. So getting this deal right with the NBA now is actually a really salient point and yeah. I think the right thing to do. And that tells you that you have two guys, uh, Leon Rose with the New York Knicks and Danny Ainge with the Utah Jazz, who are not rookies at this. These guys are two two distinguished veteran operators in the NBA. Danny Ainge is an execu- executive and obviously Leon Rose is a prolific Uh, talent representative. Um, For those of you who don't know, Leon Rose was a very, very good agent before he became an executive with the Knicks. So you have two guys that are used to operating at the top of the NBA. So my guess is this deal gets done. I would not be surprised if it got done today, but certainly I think the jazz and the Knicks have the framework of a deal. And I think they are simply waiting for the high sign uh, from the NBA to get this done. So Hey, more power to them. I think, again, if you're a a Utah Jazz fan, this is a transformative moment in time for the Utah Jazz. But again, from the Knicks perspective and the Knicks side of the game on this, I also think this is a transformative moment in time for the New York Knicks. And if you are not familiar with Donovan Mitchell's game, my opinion is um, in my 30 years of covering players, I've probably only seen five to 10 players with his kind of upside. And I, I think I think there's no reason that he cannot be one of the greatest players in the history of the New York Knicks. He's an assassin. I, I mean, I honestly think that he can be one of the top five players in the NBA. Donovan's got to come back with a with a more willing um, defensive mindset. He has got to continue to grow his mid-range game. And if that happens, look out. Because Donovan Mitchell is a guy, in my opinion, the first two months of this coming season is going to average 30 points a game. All gas, and no break. Yeah, seriously, Coach, if, if he's standing next to R.J. Barrett, and if they have, you know, obviously Jalen Brunson's their big headline of the season, I think if you put that, those three together on the floor, I mean, that right there is a formidable pairing. Now, you add Mitchell Robbins into that, you add depth. The question is, how many young guys are you going to have to give up? Um, how, what, is, what happens to Derrick Rose? What happens to Fournier? What happens to Cam Reddish? How many of those guys are leaving New York in this deal? But the bottom line is Donovan Mitchell's a transformative talent that I think the Knicks can really benefit from having on the roster. Yes. So we'll see what happens, and we'll see. You know, to Eric Vera and everybody else's comments this morning, does this deal open up a, a pathway for more deals to happen? Um, you know, one of the stories I think we have to talk about is this situation in Brooklyn uh, with Ben Simmons. There were rumors around the NBA yesterday that Sean Marks and um, you know the, the you know Mr. Cy, the owner of the uh, Brooklyn Nets, were a little hesitant to trade low on Ben Simmons because Ben has has had a really productive summer. He is, yeah. by all accounts, you know, really rehab this back quite well, and Ben Simmons mentally is is in a good place from what he said at Summer League. It wasn't an accident that Ben Simmons was showing himself around town and in the arena at Summer League saying he's ready to go and he's excited to get yeah he's pumped to get back on the floor so I think that's a significant talking point here yeah and I think if you are if you are the Brooklyn Nets, I think you're probably in the right frame of mind if you're not wanting to give up Ben Simmons for a very little return
1: yep but
0: then again, I also think you should have made the Kyrie Irving deal with the the Lakers already. Because that's the guy I think you got to get off the roster. So let's get some more of your comments in here. Uh, the Blind Swordsman DS with a 499 tip. Appreciate you, my friend. He says, didn't some of the young players at Jazz are getting help the Knicks make the playoffs in 2021? Oh, I, I don't think there's any doubt that Emmanuel Quickley's a guy that if you're the Jazz, you value very highly. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, you know, at one point we were told he had to be in the deal for the Jazz to make the deal. Oddly enough, he's also very close friends with Donovan Mitchell. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, I think when you look at the young players, I mean, I think what we saw out of Grimes in the Summer League was nothing short of stellar. Now, Summer League hasn't meant a whole lot. Right. But I think when you look at Grimes, you look at quickly, you look at some of the young talent. I myself am not a huge fan of OB Toppin. It's interesting. We were listening to Tony Jones yesterday mm-hmm. talk about OB Toppin. There is no bigger New York Knicks fan. And observer in this town than than Tony Jones, I thought he made a really good point. Obi Toppin showed some pretty good development towards the back half of last season.
1: Well, and I think he's mobile. He's explosive. He's got a lot of athleticism, which Runs I think the, the floor well. Yeah, the Utah Jazz haven't had that, and and that and that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're a Utah Jazz fan, and this whole dynamic and situation, I think what you can be excited about is the fact that, yeah, you are going to be much more of a run and gun team. You are going to be like up and down the floor more. You're not like the Quinn Snyder days of slow, methodical, relying on the 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 quote unquote screen assist from Rudy Gobert to get your offense going. Those days are over. And I think that that while you were a great team, you know, you really pushed the limits and boundaries of what that team could be. Now it's now it's time to get to the next generation. And I just think that guys like Obi Toppin or Emmanuel Quickly, when you when you can put a good group of young players together while the Western Conference is really deep, I still think that you can be good inside of, what, two seasons, maybe? Something yeah. like that. I, I think it obviously depends what Danny does with all the draft capital, but it doesn't have to be a five-year thing. No, it doesn't. And I think,
0: you know what? I, I think you're exactly right. New York uh, NY Jazz fan tips us $2 and says, Show me the Monty. Click that thumbs-up button. Appreciate you very much, uh, NY Appreciate Jazz you. fan. Thank you. Let me get some more of your comments in here. Uh Let's see. Jeremy Bolton is replying to Angarcy, who is replying to Jeremy <laughs> Bolton. Uh, my guy, Ngarcy, uh, says, yes, but look at all the hometown
1: players that failed in New York. My
0: God, that's a good point. Yeah.
1: I mean, it, what's it, it, it going to take for the Knicks to win? I think that's what Knicks fans want to know. Like, what is it yeah. going to take? Can Donovan Mitchell, with the guys you just mentioned who are there already... Is that a formula for us to get to the Eastern Conference Finals? Because I'm a big believer, don't talk to me about the NBA Finals until you can at least win your conference, you well, know?
0: it's hard to win in your hometown. I mean, yes. I think you look at Derrick Rose winning, you know, an MVP in Chicago and then blowing his knee out. I think you look at – I mean, there's a lot of guys that have tried and failed at that. I mean, Russell Westbrook in Los Angeles right now. Yes. Um, but I think if you look at Kevin Durant not playing in Washington or it's hard – Number one, it's New York. The microscope is notorious. I think if you look at a guy like Donovan Mitchell, he's got the talent to transcend that. And I think when you look at the the way, excuse me, that Don has dealt with the media, which is to say he doesn't deal with the media.
2: No, no, no.
0: Well, but he also has called out beat writers on Twitter. He's also, you know, when beat writers have tweeted or said things that simply were not factual, he has gone after them on Twitter. Yeah. You're not doing that in New York. And I think Donovan Mitchell, one of the things that Donovan Mitchell certainly has showed us is that he's got a savvy about the way he handles his business. Mm-hmm. So I, I think there's there's a very good chance that Donovan Mitchell's a guy that I think can operate in New York. No doubt. His dad works for the Mets. He's from New York. This is not new to him.
1: How much does the respect factor for Donovan Mitchell go up if he's playing in New York? Because I think that's well, one thing that, like, you know, being a jazz man, I think he doesn't probably get the respect for what he's capable of that he deserves. Now he hasn't won, right? He hasn't done a no. whole bunch of winning. He's definitely shown some downsides in his game. But this is make no mistake about it. I mean, Donovan Mitchell is an absolute killer out there. And, and 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 I think that sometimes he gets shaded when he really should be should be touted as as really good in the league. Certainly.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right, but that's a really good point in Garcia. I think um you know, I, I think that's a very good point. Gabe Ledley uh, says, Jake, just the tip, Montemayor. Exactly right. Right, right. Yes. Exactly yes, right. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> Adam C. says, Pat Bev got a high ceiling. Well, I think Patrick Beverly is that guy that if you're the, you know, like the Clippers openly talked about the fact they missed him Yes, uh, on their team. I think that's who you are if you're Patrick Beverly. I mean, the, the, the hard part is that if he's not on your team, you can't stand that guy. But the facts are, if he's not on your team, he's breaking Devin Booker's nose yep. um, and making a difference. And I, I think that's a huge, huge piece to any championship team. I mean, there's not a team. I mean, I, I look at the Boston Celtics and Marcus Smart. Yes. I, don't, I think Patrick Beverly's much more of a, you know, he's a guy that on the court is a jag. I mean, he's not a nice guy on the floor, but. Marcus Smart doesn't take it to the level, and I don't think he has the the quality that Patrick Beverly has, like understanding containment. I think we saw Marcus Smart melt down against Golden
1: State in the finals. Yeah, I mean, look, I think that when you play on the edge like that so much, like guys like you know Draymond, Marcus Smart, Beverly, like but, those but guys. What is,
0: but what does is, what does Draymond Green have that those guys don't? Rings. Yeah, he he has rings. rings. He ten he he has admitted that the Boston fans got in his head, and they still won the series. So, yes. I think Marcus Smart and and Patrick Beverly are very similar players. I just think that if Patrick Beverly was in place and next to Marcus Smart, they beat Golden State. Yeah. You know, I look at at teams like I'd love to have him on the Chicago Bulls. He's what that team lacks. I think if you're any championship caliber team right now, whether that's – you know, if you look out west, whether that's Golden State, Denver – um, you look out East, whether that is uh, your Minnesota. No, I'm kidding. I'll stop with that. But whether you're Brooklyn, whether you're Milwaukee, whether you are Philadelphia, you can't tell me Philadelphia wouldn't love to add Pat Bev's tenacity to James Harden and and, and Joe. Like, I mean, well, and they I think would. that's
1: the point, right? Like it, Pat guys like Patrick Beverly, you know, are, are, are what your team rally around when they're on the floor. So when Pat Bev is on the floor, he is your your whole existence. He's going to annoy the other team. You're going to rally around him. You're going to draw energy from him. When, when he's on the bench, yes. he, he goes away. You don't hear from him. He's not a problem. And I think that's, I feel like in the league today, that's what a lot of teams want. They want guys who contribute, do their thing yes. on the floor, whatever that level is, whether you're Kevin Durant or some young guy, just do your damn job on the floor and don't be a problem in the locker room. James Knight
0: says jazz fans won't hate on Don like they did on Hayward. Thanks for the 299 there, uh, James. Knight. Good to see you, my friend. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think Donovan Mitchell's in a different place than Gordon Hayward is just because the jazz so mismanaged the Gordon Hayward restricted free agency situation. Well,
1: Don's done more than Gordon did. Like- uh, and I think Don's been a higher
0: caliber player yeah. than Gordon was. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt. Gabe Ledley with a dollar tip. Appreciate you. Uh, new York jazz fan tips us $2 and says, if we trade Donovan Mitchell, how will this affect a new TV deal? Well, one of the Jesus, things that a I good think, question. one of the things that I think is that I'm re- a little surprised that we haven't gotten a new TV deal from the jazz yet, that we haven't gotten a streaming package that we haven't gotten. I mean, he's probably self-aggrandizing, but did anybody catch what the CEO of Netflix said that in a decade, broadcast TV will be obsolete? And it damn near is now. I mean, you look at, if you're not on cable, you're you're not relevant. And if you don't have a streaming deal, you're not relevant. I i mean, you look at, at what Amazon's doing with the NFL and the kind of talent that Amazon, mm-hmm. Andrew Whitworth hired by Amazon yesterday uh, for their, their NFL mm-hmm. uh, coverage. I, I mean... It, I think that the 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 best part about the Knicks is Madison Square Garden. The best part about the Yankees is YES Network. The worst part about the Jazz is I don't know where they're <laughs> going to be on TV. I yeah. have to
1: hunt their games. And that's the best way to describe it. When you yeah. have to when you have to put effort in to finding the game on TV. Yes. That's the problem. Like I should know okay it's on this channel every single night when they're playing and it's typically going to be this time
0: i need i need a you know what i need a a ping on my phone that says hey the monty shows live right now like how are we more ready on your phone than the the utah jazz are it's crazy how is that possible yeah and i i just don't understand it because i got to tell you how did i watch salt lake summer league how did i watch las vegas summer league through the nba app on my phone why can I not watch jazz games? Why can I not get inside information and content on the jazz? Look at the Lakers. You can hate the Lakers all you want. The Lakers have one of the best content packages in the NBA. Yeah. Because they have Sportsnet LA. You know, you get inside the Lakers, inside the Dodgers. You get the the Yes Network and MSG do tremendous behind-the-scenes programming. Yeah. We get none of that in this town. And it makes me flipping crazy yeah. because as sports fans, we need that. We need that. There is, and, and again, I don't want to go too far into it. We're going to actually talk about this in a minute, though. In about 20 minutes from now, we're going to talk about the state of the media in this country. But I look at ESPN. I need more from ESPN. But that's ESPN 700. That's ESPN TV. That brand is so powerful. Do more. Right, yeah. There's, we're thirsty for coverage in this town. It's it's incredible. And who's the best media company in 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 Utah? It's BYU, BYU by far, by far, BYU TV, BYU online.
1: The days of TV I being mean, good enough are over. It's, it's over. It's not just that. Hey, hey. Like you're just on TV. Like I got news for you. That's an iPhone 13 Pro Max. That's where people are finding content. I need it on my phone. So I want. I want uh you know all your new draft picks i want content on those guys i want like if i'm the knicks i i gotta have hey donovan mitchell just rolled up i want donovan mitchell walking off the plane i want donovan mitchell at shoot around like whatever man like just bring me in like if you think about why does everyone love hard knocks let's use hard knocks yeah why the hell does everyone love hard knocks because you get things that you wouldn't even think about like As an example, during the time that we can't talk about on YouTube because YouTube doesn't let us talk about it, when you're watching the Cowboys, you know, have to watching Cowboys players come in and get get registered and pick up little things that they put in their pockets so the team knows who is and who isn't. Like, Like you know, like stuff like that that you just don't get on TV. That's what people want now. It's not just good enough to be on TV.
0: Yeah, and I I think one of the things that's so clear um, is we talk about the uh, latest news on the Jazz and the Knicks and the NBA free agency and trade market here on the Monty Show. Um, One of the things that's so very clear to me is there is an absolute appetite for NBA content. And when we talk about, you know, which sport is healthiest, listen, I understand that Kyler Murray just got $46 million a year in the NFL. You can't tell me you wouldn't rather be an NBA player. Dude. I mean, the money that's coming into the NBA, the money that these guys are getting paid, the, the, the opportunities in marketing, the opportunities in content, the NBA gets it, unless you're the Utah Jazz. Right. And, and you, you don't have a TV deal. That's the thing that drives me crazy. All right, let's get some of your uh, comments in here. Nick P says, is the trade really done or more hype like yesterday? It, if not, what is it? The trade's not done. And I think people need to understand that until the NBA, and really it's until Woj bombs it, uh, until <laughs> until the NBA approves a deal, it's not done. And I think one of the reason things have been so quiet is because Danny Ainge is asking for an F-load in return. Like, these deals are not easily done. Um, these deals are complex. When you have a guy like Danny Ainge, who's not going to settle for less, these are big-time deals. And I, I think, him. yeah, I think one of the things that you are so clearly finding out Um, You know, as we sit here and we talk about this Donovan Mitchell deal, one of the things you're so clearly finding out is that Danny Ainge is no rook. Danny Ainge knows how to operate in these circles. And so when you have a trade of this complexity, I think you have to take your time, execute, do it the right way. You have to find ways to make sure that you get what you need because you're not gonna be in a position, hopefully, hopefully, you're not gonna be in position to trade a talent like Donovan Mitchell again.
1: And he will every single time.
0: If you think about Danny Ainge and the situation he's been in, this is a guy that's traded Ray Allen. This is a guy that's traded Kevin Garnett. This is a guy that's traded Paul Pierce. For Kevin Garnett, traded Paul Pierce. Like, you've traded Rudy Gobert. You've traded Donovan Mitchell. I mean, this guy knows how to get a haul in return. And that's what he's going to get from the New York Knicks. Here's what's going to happen, Tonto. You're going to do what I want. And if you are if you are making a deal with Danny Ainge, the thing that I would say is, buyer beware, my friends, because this is not this is not something that's easily done. Yep. And that's why I say about Sean Marks in Brooklyn, I don't know if Sean Marks has the balls to make a deal like this. I don't, because I think Danny Ainge has a tremendous set of cojones.
1: Yeah, dude. Yep. And you
0: know what I love about Danny Ainge so much? Danny Ainge will walk away from you. It's what I always say about buying a car. Walk into a car dealership fully prepared to walk out without buying a car. Yep. And watch what happens. Yep. Right? Danny Ainge goes into these things fully willing to walk away. Yep. He doesn't need to trade Donovan. He doesn't.
1: And that's the beautiful portion, man.
0: Big dog Oat town gives us a five dollar tip. Up, What's baby? up, Big dog. He says, uh, "Let gangsta D do what he do. Produce banners, true fans. Let's go get behind the beehive assassin. Get busy. Shout the Mo Let's go win championships. Right? That I mean, appreciate that's, you, Big
1: Town. Appreciate that's the you, bar. R uh,
0: J Breezy says, "Well, walk away from the Knicks. Why would you walk
1: away from the Knicks? I wouldn't. First of all, first of all, it needs to be said. It needs to be said." The jazz didn't walk up to the Knicks, right? The jazz didn't do any walking here. Yeah. The Knicks traveled across the country to talk to the jazz and have been doing that for 8 months. Like like probably since December or so we've been hearing, "Hey, the Knicks have talked to the jazz. They want Donovan Mitchell." Like this is not new. This is not like just happened yesterday type material. I mean, this is something that's been building. So, when you say, "Hey, like why don't they just walk away from the Knicks?" They don't need to walk away from the Knicks. They have the Knicks <laughs> over a barrel, and it's that simple. Look at Zayman with a $5
0: tip this morning. Good morning to you, Zayman, again. He says, Danny to the Knicks front office. Oh, hey, man, by the way, um, one more thing. Hey, guys. I, I, I'm afraid I'm going to go ahead and need each one of your firstborn too. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, man, he's not only getting the basketballs. He's yeah, getting dude. the rack. He's getting the bag. He. I mean, <phone rings> Danny's taking him for a ride. We'll see. Adam C. says Leon, and I think you mean Leon
1: Rose, right? Leon won't get ripped. Well? I don't know about that, bro. I don't know about that because I think getting ripped is, like, defining whether you got ripped or not depends on how you value Donovan Mitchell. So, like, if Leon Rose says, hey, like, Donovan Mitchell's worth three guys and six picks, let's say, and whatever else, then Leon doesn't feel like he got ripped. But on the Utah (laughs) Jazz side, like, I tend to agree. I don't – I wouldn't be giving those three guys – and the picks for Donovan Mitchell, Jake, with all due respect. Jake, Jake. Yeah, you yeah. got to check your boy. What do you mean?
0: Jeremy Bolton says Mitchell slash Brunson equals Caruso slash Steve Blake.
1: Get the hell out of here wait, with Wait, that. wait, wait a minute. Bro, wait a bro, minute! Did you just drop Steve bro, Blake on this about, show?
0: Bro? Did you really th- do that? Dude. Steve Blake? Good God, man. Marilyn Terrapin's <laughs> finest. Jesus. Do you even know who Steve Blake is? Yes. Okay, good you really just dropped steve blake on this show
1: I saw, dude. <laughs> saw
0: dude uh saw dude wow. speaking of uh steve verna gives us 1999 thank you sir thank you steve he says nicks fan here shout out to you guys for not being biased great show appreciate you man thanks man i appreciate really appreciate you, that we work hard uh way to go uh <laughs> jeremy bolton says steve blake is a goat of la steve blake was a uh, la laker guard for a moment whatever steve was tenacious Steve was. He worked hard, man. Yeah. Good pull, Jeremy. See, this is why Jeremy Bolton's a legend. He's a Hall of yeah, Famer on the show. Hall of Famer, bro. Absolutely. NY Jazz fan says, "Adam C, when is your new movie Trolls 3 coming out?"
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Uh Adam C says, "Maybe if Utah won the playoffs, we wouldn't uh we wouldn't chase
1: Mitchell." Hey, well, you're not, but see, you're th- not and wrong. this is my point. See, you are if, not if wrong. the Dallas series hadn't happened and you know, they didn't no, get bound. If you go like, back to the bubble, yeah, it's yes. it's
0: what you said, I don't know, two weeks ago yes. about Mike Conley missing that shot in the bubble. Mike
1: Conley and Boyan Bogdanovich did not get the ball. And you know what? We've talked about Joe Ingles a lot on this show. There's a clip from the bubble where on the Mike Conley play at the end of the game, Mike Conley gets it and is running up the, like if you're watching it on TV, the far side of the floor. Yes. On the near side of the floor, Joe Ingles Literally is pointing to Donovan Mitchell, who is on the offensive near side wing waiting for the ball already. He was already ahead of the play, was wide open. But what do we get? Oh, that's right. We get Mike Conley bricking a game winning opportunity. (laughs) Come on, guy. Come on, dude. Like, we know who should be taking that shot. I think it's hysterical. This is the second time you've told that story on this show, and you're so
0: pissed about it. I am pissed. Which I think is great.
1: You know why? We talk a lot about, hey, like, Knicks fans deserve Don or Utah Jazz fans deserve for Michael not to break buddy off, right? Like we talk about that, right? New that Utah was not Jazz. A push fan, off. Utah Jazz fan deserves to to have seen Donovan Mitchell <laughs> at least attempt to win the game. Who the hell knows? If he would have made it or he would have missed it. I don't know. But he's gotta be the one taking that shot. Tanner Plummer says I'm still waiting for my money, Mont.
0: Jesus. Well, Tanner went on a a spaces. I think it was Jazz Nation Spaces on
1: Twitter. And yes. He
0: shouted us out. You are a rock star, sir. I appreciate you. EJ, EJ says, uh, would you consider the Knicks contenders if Mitch goes to New York? You no, know, definitely
1: funny. contenders. Yes.
0: I, I, if that's all the Knicks do, I don't know that I can say they're contending for an Eastern Conference championship. Are you a mid-table team? I don't know. I, I we we did this yesterday, and I, I'm happy to do it again. Yeah. I mean, I, I look you know. at. I look at the, you know, the standings from last year and so many other teams in the East now are better. I mean, are you, let me ask you this then. Last year, the Heat were number one. Are they better than the Heat? No. Not as currently constituted. Celtics, no. Bucks, no. Sixers, no. Mm,
1: I think they could hang with the Sixers if they had Don. Oh, stop. You could hang. What do you mean, oh, stop? What do you mean, oh, stop? Who what? on that
0: team is going to defend
1: James Harden? Uh. I don't know. James Harden is not a problem. James Harden is, is oh. yeah, sure. He'll give you thirty, but Don's gonna give you Don can give you thirty. So cross James Harden out. The question Man. is not Harden; it's Embiid. The the and and I would tell Man. you Mitchell Robinson can keep up with Embiid. Nobody's stopping see, Embiid. Well, one of the questions
0: about Mitchell Robinson is now he's got that fat new contract. Yeah, is he a forty minute guy? No, Mitchell Robinson's not a. Is he a thirty five minute yeah. guy?
1: Yeah, I think he's I think a thirty he's gotta be. guy. He has to be. You well, don't have a
0: choice. But there you go. I, like you don't have a choice. Is Kyler Murray's you know two hundred million dollar deal make him an MVP? No, it doesn't.
2: You are what you are.
0: You're not the guy that they paid you to be. And Mitchell Robinson has got to be better for them to. I, he's got to take a step so the Knicks can take a step. Listen, Jalen. The other yeah, thing is, yeah, by the way, yeah. Jalen Brunson has never been the guy. You paid him that much money, don't you? Need Jalen Brunson to be not if you have Donovan Mitchell. Well, but and and I think this is how the the Jazz, by the way, got into the position the Jazz yes. were in. Yes, you paid a, a guy and it, that Rudy Gobert contract was gnarly. Yeah. So and you're, by the you're, way,
1: the beauty of YouTube is our take on that is on YouTube. Go and find it. Two years ago, we'll tell you. You'll see. You're gonna pay R.J. Barrett, I would assume, right? Like, and surmising. That RJ
0: Barrett is not in the Donovan Mitchell trade. Right. You're paying RJ Barrett a max extension. You're paying Jalen Brunson. You're paying Donovan Mitchell, and you're paying Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. Are you capping your ceiling? Are you pushing your ceiling down?
1: Well, the issue is, is when you're paying all those guys, you don't have depth. That's the problem. So if even one of those guys gets hurt, which is highly likely, so, honestly,
0: so giving up quickly in Grimes.
1: Yeah, but you don't have a choice. That's so. That's that's. This brings me right back to what the commenter said before. I can't remember yes. your name. I apologize, but. But that whole conversation of, hey, is Leon going to get fleeced, basically? Well, that depends on what Leon thinks of Donovan Mitchell. And that
0: depends on how you view fleeced. Because yeah.
1: I think Donovan Mitchell is the top
0: five player at his very best but in I, his career. But we'll see.
1: I'm, I'm here to tell you that that version of the Knicks with Don and Jalen and RJ and Julius and Mitchell Robinson, those guys can <sighs> compete with the 76ers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay,
0: I, you're not wrong that we have 815 listeners on this show right now. If you're new to the show, our mantra is there's no wrong or right. There's differing opinions. Yeah, for right? sure. So the thing that I will say is I don't think Julius Randall is there. When you're paying Don Brunson, Mitchell Robinson, and then RJ Barrett, it doesn't add up. Yeah. So I think Julius Randall won't be there. I think Tom Thibodeau doesn't like him. Um, and I think they're going to move him for money reasons. Anyway, he did have a weird end of the year. He did. Tom Tom Thibodeau is not going to be there. I'm a Bulls fan. Trust me, I know. That's not. <laughs> yeah. He's not that guy, pal. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, Tom Thibodeau is not that guy, pal. Uh, and no. and I'm telling you right now, we don't know if if this team's a contender with Donovan Mitchell until we get to training camp and let's see who they are. Are the do the Knicks have the balls to make a deal at the deadline after trading for Donovan Mitchell?
1: Well, don't because be a, doesn't this make you committed? Like if you're the Knicks. <sighs> Like, aren't you like saying, hey, we're all in and and yeah, but, when we get to the deadline. But and Nick fan, I don't have to tell you this. You've been all in how many times
0: and it's been a wreck? Yeah, but this is right. Different, like, right? I, I, But it's not that different. It's not that yeah. different. Yeah. Because you were all in when Patrick Ewing missed that finger roll. So get your facts. Right. Okay, cool. I paid that guy. He didn't come through. Totally get it. Yeah. How many times though, have you torn this thing down and and mm-hmm. relied on Alec Burks to make a jump shot?
1: Mm, okay, so
0: so you're not that team anymore, right? Now you're Don, Jalen Brunson.
1: There's been a leveling up, it feels like.
0: You, right. But you're not going to have young guys who are who are growing and have a higher ceiling. Now it's, hey, max contract extension guy in Donovan Mitchell, yep. who, again, I think he's gonna be 30 points a game, Don. Yep. You have this really good piece that you don't know what he can turn into in Jalen Brunson, mm-hmm. and you just paid a big in Mitchell Robinson a pretty good hefty. Bag of, bag of cash. Yeah. What does all that mean? Derek Rose, whether he plays a game ever again or not, let's surmise, Derek Rose is a really important part of this now because that guy is a mentor, and I think you need him to contribute on the floor, but you need him off the floor as yes, well. Yes, I agree. There's just so much of – and it's New York, by the way.
1: Good Lord. But that's this is what I mean. Don has to come to the plate ready to go. Like, Don, Man. it's not just 30 points a night. Like, And, and I've been saying this for a minute. Part of the thing on Donovan Mitchell is he's got to mature as a leader. It is time for him to grow that up and say, okay, this is, this is my team. I'm the guy, you know? Yeah, sure. Jalen, Jalen, some people will tell you Jalen Brunson is as good as Donovan Mitchell, whatever I'm telling you, Donovan Mitchell is the face of this franchise. If this deal happens, and part of that responsibility is making sure your boys are ready to go, making sure that, yes. that you're on the same page, and that starting five is has a lot of cohesiveness, and and we're not having, you know, like if you look at the Dallas thing with Jalen and Luca in the playoffs. Right, no Luca. Jalen's the guy. Luca's on the floor. Luca's the guy, and Jalen's minimized. You can't have that in this starting five. It's got to be a good cohesive thing. But it's hard to win in New York.
0: It and is. I think it I is. see the I see the battle in the comments now. Stop comparing New York and Utah. There's nothing to talk about. You're yeah. fucking New York City, bro. Yeah, you're the the excuse my French, but you the expectations quite different. It's the mecca. And, you can't compare Bill Parcells in the Giants or Jim Fossil in the Giants. And well, the Jets never win, but you can't compare. I'm sorry, that was me being a joke. That was insensitive. You can't bro. compare the Yankees, Mets, Giants, Jets, Knicks, Nets, Wimbledon. You can't compare. Can't, can't, like, you can't compare those things. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We're talking about the New York Nets, Knicks, and stuff. But the reason I said Nets there was because I think the Nets are a cautionary tale. Y'all feel me? Nobody's got more money than Joe Sy. And what has that gotten you? Nothing. That's gotten you an abject
1: failure. I think the Knicks are in position to be doing this right. But is it good enough? It's funny you bring up the Nets because, yes, it has been a failure. There's no way around that. But you did get to big games, big moments. Kevin Durant taking... You know, in making huge shots, like you're, you were the league for about five minutes. No disrespect. Yeah. So for the Knicks, is it good enough to get to the Eastern Conference Finals and lose? Like that's what I struggle with. You make this yeah. deal. What is good enough? If you're a Knicks fan, do you feel good enough going to the Eastern Conference Finals and losing? Like how to? Like what is the benchmark? Okay, wait
0: a minute. Did somebody really? Okay, first of all, Jeremy Bolton, you're killing me today. For $2, he says, do you guys even watch Knicks basketball? No, 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 no. Wait, the Knicks. Wait, oh, I thought we were talking about the Yankees. Aren't the Knicks in the West? No, the Knicks are a baseball team. Oh, damn. Come on. We Never. all know the Nets are. Jared, you know, they're a tennis king stuff. I don't know. I'm just being an idiot. But wait, did somebody say, and I'm not going to go back. I just saw one comment that said somebody said that Rudy Gobert was misused in the offense. Uh, Bro, do you even watch Utah we're, Jazz we're Basketball? Not, yeah,
1: sorry, we can't. Come on. We, there's too much to talk about to Come get on. to that. Come on. Come on.
0: Uh, let's see. Adam C. says, D. Rose can't believe you sleeping on him. Oh, my God. I'm not sleeping on D. Rose. I'm not. I love Derrick Rose. I he, he should still be a Chicago Bull if he hadn't lost every ligament in his body at some it's point. It's rough, man. And stuff. Uh, Jeremy Sevrey says, what's the difference between Don being traded to the Knicks and Carmelo being traded to the Knicks? Is the situation better for Don than it was for Carmelo? I think you're in a different generation now. I think the game when Carmelo Anthony was just some young, arrogant kid coming out of Syracuse, like mm-hmm. the game's completely different. I mean, it, it just is. It's not even the same conversation, I think. But what I'm saying is you can't under any circumstance believe that Donovan Mitchell's going to go to New York and do anything but blossom and bloom. Yeah. Because I think this kid is special. I think, you know, there's a lot of people in the comments I saw criticizing his leadership. Donovan Mitchell was never shown how to lead. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell, remember, this is a guy that's five, six years in the league and has never had adversity until right now. Like, this, this is where, as a professional, this is where you you grow and you become something. He's never had to battle this level of adversity before. He's 25 years he's old. He's 25 years old. He's always been the best player on his team, whether that's Louisville, the Jazz, you know, his mom's AAU team. Like He's always been the best player, right? So Donovan Mitchell, we don't know who he is as a leader yet. We're going to find out. You will risk
1: all that asset?
0: Well, yeah, and I think when you have the expectations that he's had, they only get magnified in New York. I mean, yeah. the media spotlight in New York, basketball at the Garden is something different. Yes. And he showed, last year he showed he loves performing at the Garden, I think, as as a lot of people do. But Donovan Mitchell, we don't know who he is at his best yet because we haven't seen him. We haven't even gotten close to seeing that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, my guy Straight, uh, Straightway Georgia Elder Rufus.
1: <laughs> nice name bro
0: is that on your birth certificate sir who the f*** is
1: that guy I don't think it is
0: he says uh he gives us $20 thank, thank you him. I appreciate uh, you man. how can the Knicks be contenders with the smallest backcourt of all time if they get Mitchell because size has never determined efficiency and ability Donovan Mitchell yeah is whatever one. great yep. he's Muggsy Bogues is taller I don't care Donovan Mitchell is a killer and his biggest issue is he has to improve his footwork he has to be more wanting and willing on defense And he's got to absolutely be a titan in the mid-range. Yeah. Because Donovan Mitchell is logo Don when he wants to be. The guy truly
1: can shoot the three from distance. Think about how Chris Paul controls games. If Don had that in the bag, who would he be, Mm. right? Think about how DeMar DeRozan operates on the elbow. Now, again, he's taller, can shoot over guys, totally get it. But my point here is that... Donovan Mitchell has to learn how to control yes. the game, not just by scoring or like taking hero ball threes. He has to learn how to control that pace and control that narrative within a game cuz M- we all know this. NBA games are 5 5-minute five stretches at a time. We know that, right? So when you're getting your ass handed to you on a 20 to 5 run by the Celtics and you're playing in the Garden as a Nick what is Don's answer to that? What? Where's the leadership? Where's the shot making? That's what a I great think question. that I want to see. That's a great question.
0: Uh, let's see. Eddie Paula says, Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Bleet did quite well together. Yes, Ooh, they did. My
1: man. But what did they man. have? My like, yes. man, have? This is so important. What did they know how to do? Specifically, Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Kyle knows how to win, right? Kyle knows how to put his stamp on Listen, a game. the
0: NBA isn't a size game. It's a space game. And it's and a mental it, game. And it is. And at some point, um, you know, at some point you're going to realize that size doesn't matter.
1: I'm not even, I'm not playing your games. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Anyway, my point is uh, the NBA is not a size game. It's a space game. I had yes, to. you did. I'm a child. Yes, I had to. you did. I had to. Uh, Alyssa uh, Calendar tips What's us $1.99. Aly- Alyssa, good morning. Thank you. Donovan will grow up in the garden. Ask RJ. Indeed. Yeah, Indeed. and I
1: think there's definitely a factor. But again, isn't it, is it not concerning for New York Knicks fans that you're talking about trading essentially the farm to get a guy in Donovan who has to grow up, who has to it is, do it some should be improving. Yeah. Is that not concerning?
0: It should be. I but Donovan, you're mitigating risk with Donovan Mitchell. Absolutely. I mean, I I think he's a guy I, I again, if, and if you're new to the show, I'm a huge believer in Donovan Mitchell. I hate this trade. I don't care if you get if you if you put the garden on a flatbed and drive it to Utah, yeah. I still hate this trade because I just believe in Donovan Mitchell. I do. and Now, we'll reserve comment. I, I don't want to get into jazz ownership and management. I, I believe in Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. I And I believe in Danny Ainge. I still hate this trade. I, I hate every part of it. Uh, Rich Tripp, James Harden went from 11 free throw attempts a game to six. He's lost a step. Well, I think he also got fat. I think He loved himself some cheesesteaks.
1: Him and Zion were hanging out.
0: I think he – and because he said it, it does degrade it a little bit, but I think the magnitude of his hamstring injury, I think a year ago, was not told. Yeah. And James has kind of talked about that. He absolutely was playing on one leg this past season. So we'll see. But he clearly has lost weight. I mean, he's back to abs, James, and abs. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's got the beard. He's well, I think got abs. Well, he's motivated
1: again. And, like, well,
0: but you know? this is that thing we talk about. If you didn't see the show yesterday, one of the things we talk about all the time is that look at these guys on a prove-it deal. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell is in a prove-it situation. Oh, yes. James Harden's on a prove-it deal. Kyrie Irving's on a prove-it deal. Zion. I mean, Zion Williamson's on it. Just got paid the max. He's got to prove it now because if he doesn't play again this year, he's done. I mean, you you look at how many guys are on prove-it deals. James Harden signed a two-year deal. One year, one year. The second year's an option, right? So one year, second year's an option. If he plays well this year, if he's back to, to, to Rich's point, if he's back to 11 free throw James and he's knocking down that three, which he doesn't do in the postseason throughout his career. 0
1: for 27.
0: But if he's back to that guy, James, I think he's getting paid. And I think he knows that. That's why I would love to trade for Kyrie Irving. If I'm the Lakers, I'm making the Kyrie Irving trade because I think Kyrie Irving is on a one-year, thirty-seven million-dollar prove-it deal. He's a guy that's lost a lot of money by his own doing.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean,
0: he lost money because he's an a-hole. I, I I'm, I'm all down for that. But Kyrie Irving's a guy who's lost a lot of money and he's got a lot of money to lose here. So, yep. I mean, I look at James Harden as well. James Harden left fourteen point eight million dollars on the table on a prove-it deal. He opted out and took $14.8 million less to prove that he's not a fat ass who's out of shape and done. Fat. That's pretty motivating if you're James Harden. But, yep. but Rich, I think, you're, I think you're not wrong. Uh, Ronald says, why would y'all stop lying to the viewers? Danny didn't come down from his original asking price, and Danny reached out to the Knicks first. Y'all such liars. Okay, well, let's go back and tell you what we've been talking about with this. We told you, I think, in January, February that the Knicks started calling the Jazz about a Donovan Mitchell deal to get done at last year's trade deadline. Yeah. The Jazz summarily said no, like every time. No, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. The Knicks called and called and called and called. No. Got past the deadline, they still called. Got 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 to the summer, they kept calling. And finally, the Knicks got to a place where they were willing to offer more picks and, and – my guess is, 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 as this went on, the Knicks had a larger appetite. And from what Utah Jazz sources told me, they they made an offer that got Danny Ainge to engage. That's the bottom line. Yes, yes, yes. They have not shopped Donovan Mitchell. The Jazz absolutely positively did not call the Knicks. They did not. And that's Knicks, widely
1: agreed upon, by the way.
0: The Knicks have been reaching out to the Jazz for, for over a year on Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. I'm telling you now that you can view this any way you want to view it. My opinion, based on sources I've talked to, is that the Jazz didn't have an appetite to trade Don. But when you make him a six pick, three player offer, how do you say no to that?
1: Agreed. Agreed. I just don't
0: think you can. Tanner Plummer says if Don goes to New York, will he go uh, coug hunting with Zach? Take it easy. Hey, guys. Take it easy. No, I'm gonna leave that alone. Uh Adam C says Mitchell never passed the rock to Gobert because he's immature. No. I don't you should look at some deeper stats on Rudy. He is, I think his shot percentage with his back to the basket, Rudy Gobert, is the second lowest in the entire NBA. And the truth is, Rudy Gobert can't dribble. When he dribbles so I think his he's got the worst efficiency after he dribbles in the NBA. Yeah. When when he puts the ball on the floor and dribbles, he almost always turns it over.
1: And they won't be giving it to him in Minnesota. I hope we're clear on that. They he, didn't trade for him to get him the ball.
0: No. The other issue is is that he does not have any kind of jump shot, and he does not have touch around the rim. Rudy Gobert is awkward in the air. If he's not power slamming on you, there's a good chance he's going to miss it. By the way, I think I also think his his shot his field goal percentage is. One of the lowest in the NBA when he uses glass. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not an efficient scorer by any stretch of the imagination. And everybody says, well, the shooting percentage and true efficiency. He dunks the ball. Rudy Gobert is a dominant, the most dominant player at the rim in the NBA. Yeah. On both ends of the floor. He is the best rebounder in the NBA. He is one of the best setter of screens in the NBA. I am not throwing him the ball in the post. I do not want him with his back to the basket. I do not want him when he has to dribble. Yeah, throw him a lob or use him to set screens. That's Rudy Gobert. That that's it. Uh, Big L one thirty nine Lennox says size determines everything. Mm. Eh, I don't know about that. Uh, Ryan uh, Scandura, Monty out here spitting again. Thank you. I think that's a good thing. Uh, Kenny Williams says, this still don't make sense. If they traded him unless they got a truckload back, uh, back it up, baby. Well, yeah, we'll see. Back it up. Uh, and Garcy says, no mamba. You either have it or you
1: don't. Mitchell has the no mamba mentality 100%. Now nah, that's excuses, bro. It, we'll I, I've never believed in it. We'll that, see, that man. You're, the whole this whole concept of you either have it or you don't. He definitely has the goods from a mentality standpoint, from an intangible standpoint. Um, but I I think you can teach defense. I think if you have the want to, you can learn defense. If you have the if you have the want to, Rudy Gobert, you can learn how to shoot a basketball. If you have the want to, Donovan Mitchell, you can learn how to be a leader. Those are things you can learn how to do. Kyrie is way clutcher than Donovan Mitchell. Stop it. Oh, way clutcher. Oh well, yeah. Kyrie but also he's played championships.
0: The, Kyrie Irving hit one of the biggest shots in LeBron James's life.
1: Has Donovan Mitchell ever had LeBron James next to him? Yeah. I mean, I, I just. Who's Kyrie Irving been when he hasn't had LeBron James next to him? An yeah. absolute nobody. Yeah.
0: Nobody. I agree. Adam C. Uh, Gobert was playing pick and roll with Rudy. What does that mean?
1: Yeah, I don't. No, I don't understand I mean.
0: that. Uh, Gene Shireel says, no, Utah didn't call the Knicks. No, they did not. I would agree with that. P.O. Dub says, Rudy can catch oops in offensive rebounds if you got a guard who can penetrate. Yeah, and I think that's where we saw Rudy's highest best use as a jazz man. Yes. Was in Mike Conley breaking the paint and throwing him a lob. Don throwing him a lob. Um, the issue for Donovan Mitchell this year in, in Utah was when he get into the paint, he almost always turned it over. Um, and I think a lot of it is he didn't believe in his teammates. So, and I think as we saw, Dom was used as a decoy, and it went off swimmingly well against Dallas. Yep. In that end game situation in American Airlines Arena in Dallas in the playoffs, they double teamed Donovan, left Boyan Bogdanovich wide open on the uh, opposite wing. Boyan head faked, wide open three, bricked it. And I think Donovan Mitchell. Felt that way all year.
1: And by the way, it should be said, all these people saying Don doesn't pass Rudy the ball, he passed Rudy the ball to save their season in he did. the Dallas series. He so, did. I mean, I just it's a non-starter. Very well.
0: Uh, Ken Williams says Rudy is about rim protection. Oh, there's there's no doubt his highest best use is protecting the rim. He's a prolific shop blocker, man. Like, he is a prolific shot blocker. A couple of more, uh, because then I do want to get to Kyler Murray real quick, because we are uh, up against it. We may not even be able to do that, by the way. Uh, Trent uh, Oldroyd says, if Mitchell stays in Utah, do they have the assets now with Rudy Trade to win a championship building around Donovan? Yeah, absolutely. I'm a believer that that's the route I would go. Um, But then again, I'm a talk show host, not an NBA general manager. I think my firm
1: firm opinion is they have two routes in front of them, and I legitimately think this is how it's set up. Okay, if we're going to keep Donovan, this is our path. And by the way, these two paths were laid out before the Rudy trade happened, in my opinion. You've got two paths. Hey, we're we're keeping Rudy. I'm sorry, we're keeping Donovan. Okay, great. This is the route we're going to go in the draft. This is what we're going to do. We'll probably move Mike and Bogey for first-round picks each. Like, okay, great. If we're going to trade Donovan to the New York Knicks, that that elongates our timeline. However, we can probably build better depth with that and build a longer winner out of that. You can probably build a five to seven year window where you're good. So Correct. that's why I think it's just two different paths. And I don't think one is better than the other. But I do think, obviously, they're very different. And I think the second path where you trade Don is definitely a rockier road to go.
0: Yeah, I, I think its it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. EJ, good morning to you, friend. Um, he says, am I alone when I say Donovan Mitchell's better than Devin Booker and D-Book is overrated? I don't know that you're alone. I think certainly there are people who believe that. I, I think it's pretty simple, the difference between Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker. Devin Booker has better players around him, which has allowed him to grow and develop at a better clip than Donovan Mitchell. I think Devin Booker is thirsty for huge games. And I think Devin Booker's a better player inside the three-point stripe. I think it's that simple. I think Devin Booker has 10 spaces on the floor, 10 spots on the floor where he can score anytime he wants. Um, And I think now that Devin Booker is is a much more capable defender, I think those are the reasons I value him more than I value Donovan Mitchell. A year from now, we could be having a different discussion. Yeah. If if the Suns go back to the finals and and Devin Booker struggles again in big situations, I think that's going to be very telling. I think if the owner of the the Phoenix Suns, Robert Sarver, gets run out of town, I think there's a good chance that Devin Booker winds up being a Laker, not a Sun. Yeah. Um, and I think we are in the defining moments of Donovan Mitchell's career. I think when he gets traded, because I I I'm a believer that this is now an if is no longer an if; it's a when. You don't go this far down the road and not make a deal. And if that deal doesn't happen, there must be some shocking development to prevent it from happening. But if Donovan Mitchell winds up wearing a Nick uniform, now we find out who Donovan Mitchell is. Because there's absolutely no pressure on Donovan Mitchell to win in Utah. There just isn't. I think this is a very apathetic fan base and a very apathetic media that, that – that kowtows to the to the the players in this town. Three pass. And that's not the case in New York. Now, having said that about Don, nobody's got a better motor than Don. Nobody wants to win more than Don. Nobody wants to improve more than Don. Nobody wants to be the single best player in the world more than Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Nobody. That guy's got a drive and an internal motor. So when you talk about no Mamba, with all due respect and Garcia, you're completely wrong. Now, is he capable? Could be. Have we seen that from Don? We haven't. Nope. But every year, he's come back to training camp with new tools in the bag.
1: And I think that this year, it's the mid-range. That's what we're seeing.
0: if you're new to the show, we played a video the other day of him working mid-range. And he looks better. We played a video the other day from Chris Brickley's Black Op Runs in New York, where Don absolutely almost ripped a backboard off a stanchion. Is this the... So he's in great shape. We've seen him. He has one of the best body men in the business in David Alexander. And I'm just telling you, man. Yep. It, it, it all prove out in time. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I could be completely overvaluing Donovan Mitchell. There is no doubt about that. I could be totally overvaluing him. Trent Oldroyd, if Mitchell stays in Utah, do they have the assets? I already read that one. I'm a terrible person. I apologize. Uh, Ruff's official. Good morning, friend. If Don ends up wearing a Nick uniform, hopefully we don't have to hear about him every day. Probably won't. Not on a Utah sports talk show. You won't. Uh, NY Jazz fan says RJ is soft serve at Chuck-A-Rama. chuck rama Wow, a
1: chuck rama
0: reference. A chuck rama reference.
1: Does anybody in New York City know what chuck rama <sighs> is? Chuck-A-Rama.
0: Uh, NY Jazz fan also says that Louisville, Donovan Mitchell was a defensive beast. Came to the NBA, changed his focus a bit. He needs to look at honing his defensive skills like d Wade, to MJ and Kobe. Agreed. Absolutely. Abs is freaking lootly. Um, we are sending two listeners, or a listener and a friend. One listener is going to win a pair of tickets to see BYU take on (laughs) Notre Dame in Las Vegas. We're giving you a pair of tickets, uh, two nights in a hotel in Vegas, uh, and a $250 gas card. And I've said this. I know there's a ton of people listening across the country. Please give us a thumbs up right now. Give us a subscribe uh, on our channel. Um, If you want to win this prize and you can get yourself to Vegas, we'll give you a $250 Visa gift card so you can spend it as you like. Uh, But we are giving away a $250 gas card, two tickets to see Vegas, uh, to see BYU in Notre Dame in Vegas and two nights in a hotel. Uh, it'll be announced on September 17th, and it's all brought to you by our good friend Devry Davis at Academy Mortgage, NMLS number 278545. If you are looking for a mortgage, if you are asking yourself, can I afford the down payment? Yeah. The answer is yes. All you need to do is call Devery Davis at 801 543 66 801 543 66 Devery Davis at Academy Mortgage. He's the guy. He's done three mortgages for me. He's done mortgages for multiple friends of mine. And the thing that I really say about Devery Davis and the reason that I tell you to call him every day is because he's not a yes man. He's not there just to take your money. He has told me multiple times, no, I would not do this. No, you should not do this. Hey, here's how I would do this. You guys mostly who watch this show know that I am a real estate guy. Uh, I'm somebody that believes in owning multiple properties and growing wealth through real estate. So I've asked him about buying property in Park City. I've asked him about buying property in Maui. He Poughkeepsie, is, New York? Yeah, Poughkeepsie, New York. That's a lie. Uh, he told me straight <laughs> away, hey, you know, here's how I look at this. Maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't. That's what you you know when you call Devery Davis. No matter where in this country you are, 801-543-9666 to reach Devery Davis at Academy Mortgage. He's going to set you straight. If you're a millennial, if you're a first-time buyer, if you are a police officer, if you are a member of the military, Devery Davis has down payment programs for you that'll get you into that house you've been thinking about. But don't go house shopping without an offer letter in hand. Whether you have the money in the bank or not, Devery Davis can make you a cash buyer. Absolutely, he can make you a cash buyer. Call Devery Davis at Academy Mortgage, 801 543 NMLS number 278-545. Devery Davis and Academy Mortgage are equal housing lenders welcome to the program this morning if you are new to the show or if you are just tuning in uh, the biggest stories in sports this morning uh the knicks and the jazz are reportedly close to a deal to send donovan mitchell to new york uh to be the newest hero in gotham yeah by all reports they are going to get three players and six picks in return pick swaps and picks the question only remains how many of those will be guaranteed Unprotected picks. That's a big question. Uh, from what sources are telling us here on the Monty show, they are simply working with the NBA to structure this deal uh so that it is legal and that it works. Could get a deal today, could never get a deal at all. I don't know. There was a local radio report here in Salt Lake City that said it was done and would be announced yesterday. That clearly didn't happen. And that's because they only have the framework. They don't have the absolute details. So as it was explained to me by sources uh, at the Jazz yesterday, they are just simply in a position where they need NBA approval. And then Danny Ainge has to pick one of the veterans he wants to make the contracts work. And it's simply a matter of what, what Jimmy Dolan, what Leon Rose and the New York Knicks are willing to give up. Mm-hmm. Um, because we also uh, heard from NBA sources yesterday that the Knicks were quite frustrated with the Jazz and Danny Ainge because Danny would not come off as asking price for Donovan Mitchell. And if this deal gets done, I think it's a pretty good indication that the Knicks and the Jazz met somewhere. I wouldn't call it the middle, but I think both sides gave a little bit or a lot to get a deal done. And yeah. I, I am excited to hear the details on a deal. When, because I do think it will happen, When that deal happens, obviously we'll be back live right here on the Monty Show, so make sure you give us a thumbs up right now. Make sure you hit subscribe and click that little bell so that you get that indicator on your phone when we're live reacting to a Donovan Mitchell trade if and when it happens. Uh, Real quick, one of the stories we want to talk about uh, is this Kyler Murray contract because I think this is absolutely mind-numbing. Yeah, Kyler Murray yesterday got a five-year deal from... From the Arizona Cardinals that makes Kyler Murray the second highest paid uh, QB contract in the NFL at $46 million a year, only behind Aaron Rodgers. Jake, what was your initial reaction when you heard that? That
1: they didn't have another choice. That the Arizona Cardinals uh, are a team that, you know, we covered the Cardinals intimately. Um, several years ago when we were in Phoenix, and, and they didn't have a quarterback. You went through a saga where the last time you had done any kind of winning was when Carson Palmer was your quarterback. That's how long it's been. And so my initial reaction to this was, you didn't have another choice. What were you going to do? Let the kid walk? What were you going to do? Go and sign Josh Rosen before the Browns got to him? Like, what were you going to do? You were going to sign him, and you were going to pay him. And I think one thing that I will say about this deal— is I like the fact that the guaranteed money is a little bit lower. It's not like Deshaun's deal where it's fully guaranteed, because that's what a lot of people thought. Oh, man, the Browns gave Deshaun a fully guaranteed, you know, no doubt about it, ironclad deal, and that all quarterbacks are going to get that now. And I'm really glad to see the Cardinals didn't do that with Kyler Murray, because I don't think he's anywhere near that. And frankly, I don't think he deserves this money he got, if I'm being completely honest. But the problem is, in the NFL... It's not about what you're worth. It's about where the market is. Hey, this guy got X. That means I get Y. And that's exactly what happened with the Kyler Murray situation.
0: Yeah. And I, I think one of the things that really stands out to me is he was awful in the playoffs last year. Um, the second half of the season made you forget about his MVP caliber first half of the season. And I think when we talk about size, by the way, size matters when you're a quarterback. I think Kyler Murray is always a, p- a player that is at his best outside of the pocket. And it makes me a little nervous when we talk about the kind of money that Kyler Murray got uh, yesterday for five years. Yes. Five years. You are married to this guy now, at the very least. You're paying him $230.5 million, $160 million guaranteed for injury, $46 million a year. I look around the NFL I think there is an f load of quarterbacks who are better than this guy. You're Aaron fucking Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers certainly, and I am no Green Bay Packer fan, but Aaron Rodgers is certainly better. But let's not even insult quarterbacks around the NFL. Um, I apologize, my phone is blowing up, but I, 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 <laughs> I yeah, I don't think that it, that he's even in Aaron Rodgers' stratosphere. Like, no. My question is: Is he in Derek Carr's stratosphere?
1: Um, I think, yeah, he's in Derek Carr's stratosphere, but I think a lot of guys that he's not in the same stratosphere as I'm taking Joe Burrow all day over Kyler Murray. I'm taking Justin Herbert all day over Kyler Murray. Yeah. I'm taking Josh Allen over Kyler Murray. I'm taking obviously Patrick Mahomes over Kyler Murray. Deshaun I'm, Watson. I'm taking, uh, yeah, I am taking Deshaun Watson over Kyler Murray. Patrick I think, Mahomes. Yes, absolutely. No, I think the no doubt about it, guys, let me separate this. So the no doubt about it don't disrespect my name. Caliber guys are Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and I think you gotta put Joe Burrow there mainly because of the Super Bowl appearance. Dak I think Prescott. you have to. Uh I think Dak is better, but he's one of those guys that I think Kyler could close in on. Because he hasn't Wilson. won. Uh Russell's better than Kyler Murray. Yes. Really? Yes. Uh yes. Ryan Tannehill. Uh I would take Kyler Murray. Over Ryan Tannehill. Yes, I would. More athletic can do more for you. Well,
0: and I always say this as well. You you if you're gonna pay your quarterback and you're gonna win a Super Bowl on that quarterback's arm, he's gotta be able to stand in the pocket and deliver one
1: throw. Yeah. Matthew Stafford. Uh yeah. I would take Matthew Stafford over Kyler. Stood Murray. in the
0: pocket and delivered the football. Yes. Yes. The Rams won a Super Bowl. Yep. Jared Goff did not. Matthew See Stafford did. They won a Super Bowl, right? Um I think there are some others. I, I Kyler Murray or Justin Herbert.
1: I'm taking Justin Herbert all
0: day yeah. long. Yeah. Um, what I mean, I, I some of the other names that come to mind. I, I think one of the more interesting ones right now um, would be Mac Jones with the Patriots. Hmm. I think that's really close. I mean, like I'm taking I, Kyler. I'm taking Kyler Murray over Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker.
1: Yes. I think they're close. I think they're very close. I think Kyler and Baker are very close.
0: On the field, I think Deshaun Watson's a better player. Yeah. Dak Prescott's a better player. He's better than Jones in New York. He's better than Zach Wilson in New York. Kyler is better. Kyler Kyler Murray. He is not, in my opinion, a championship caliber quarterback. This is a huge mistake. And I just simply go back to what we saw last year on the field. And I, I think it is, without question, this is a huge, huge mistake. Um, I think that's a huge question. And one of the other things, and we'll get back to your comments on the NBA as well. What do you guys make of this situation with sports broadcasting right now? Yeah. This debacle with Charles Barkley and LIV golf. I, I, I don't know how. I just don't know how you come down on this. Charles Barkley, I think, is a is a cartoon character. There, there's no doubt. He makes $10 million a year at Turner right? to do NBA inside the NBA. He is going to make at least double that with LIV golf. Right. How do you not fire him if you're Turner? Yeah. I, I, I think – and hold on one second. Yeah. How do you not fire him if you're Turner mm-hmm. for going to LIV golf? And then I look at hot take guy. The absence of Stephen A. Smith at ESPN right now, he had rotator cuff surgery – and he is on summer vacation. Note the date and time because you'll never hear me say this again. I miss Stephen A. Smith. I never thought I would say that. ESPN, right now, today, is completely unwatchable. Whatever Sports Center was today, this was not the B team. You got to go much further down the alphabet to rate whatever that was this morning on Sports Center was <laughs> horrendous. And my question about sports content in this country, mm-hmm. and this is probably self-serving because this is what we do every day. Where is good sports content? Like, I, I live in Salt Lake City. There is none here. All of, the, all of the talk show outlets here in Salt Lake are owned by teams. The Jazz-owned KSL owns the Jazz in the zone, in that incestuous banging my sister thing, whatever you call it. That was probably too much. Um, I look at KSL and BYU. KSL is owned by the church. BYU is the church. I look at uh, ESPN 700. I think easily and arguably the best sports talk in Salt Lake is Spence Checkets on ESPN 700. Married to RSL and the Utah Utes. No objectivity. And then there's us. Like, I, I don't know how you explain that. So during the day, what do I listen to? The score in Chicago. I listen to Michael K on ESPN in New York. Why? Because it's compelling and it's good, and I can't get that anywhere else. I, I can't get it in Salt Lake City. I cannot. And I look at what's going on on First Take. Mad Dog Russo on First Take is is being wasted. He's being wasted. And I, I don't know how many of you watch first take with, with uh, Chris Russo and Stephen A. Smith. It's actually very good. It, it, it's surprisingly really good. Mm-hmm. But when you put Mad Dog on with Dan Orlovsky the other day, it was a complete debacle. Sorry, man. That was hard to watch.
1: Yeah, that combination is not going to work.
0: And I look at, like, I never, ever, ever have watched Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharpe. On Fox. I, it's just, I, I don't do Skip Bayless. That's hot take guy. Yes. And screaming a Smith had been hot take guy, but mad dog Russo doesn't let him get away with that. And I love him for it. I love it. I absolutely love those two together. Stephen A is off and it's unwatchable. Yep. Where do you go to get good sports talk? That I guess is my question because I find myself more and more we talked about Joe Rogan yesterday. Mm-hmm. I find myself more and more going to Joe Rogan. And now I can't because of some of the things he said. But I I look at I look at, you know, I listen to Pat every day or like I just I, I think we're thirsty for it. So I want to real quick, like what what do you find interesting on a daily basis? Because there's only a couple I listen yeah. to nationally: yeah. Jim Rome and a little bit of Cowherd. Yeah, both those guys I can do for half an hour.
1: So that's what I was gonna say. I, I I think that the tough part is is the the stamina when you're listening to somebody is tough. Like like there are a lot of people who say Jim Rome doesn't talk sports or that he doesn't do like a sports show. It's more of like a entertainer show, and I don't disagree with that. I actually like Jim Rome. I think it is entertaining, but it is different, obviously. But that's yes. what that's his bread and butter. That's who he's always been. That's not a critique. It's just different. I think Cowherd is one of those guys that I lump in with, like, with well, no offense, but I lump him in with like undisputed. I lump him in with like hot take guy who says a bunch of dumb stuff to get on Twitter, and and that's just what his show is. And I don't, I I don't really like that style. I more prefer a hey, like topically driven conversation. Like that's my biggest issue with radio. Right now is that a lot of guys get on the radio and they just talk. There's yeah. not like, hey, what are we talking about? What are we What are we doing? There's no purpose. There's no drive. There's no direction. And I think that's, for me personally, that's what I struggle with. So what do I listen to? I listen to a lot of Howard Stern. I listen to Jim Rome. Um, what else do I listen to? Uh, that's that's basically it. I don't listen to it. Ton. Yeah,
0: I listen to Howard every day. By the way, yeah, I, I'm a serious and I know I'm that that's not sports.
1: So. I know that that's obviously a different genre. But that's my point with Howard is like that's where we are in the sports landscape. And and to be honest, I'm I my demo is the main demo that that people want now because of the age range. So that's why I think it's kind of scary. Uh,
0: Ada Bombo gives us five dollars and says, "Sorry, but I struggle to see how Ange has leverage." Nick's in the driver's seat. I'm going to come back to your comment on that because I I, I think that's a fascinating conversation. Um, uh, Tanner Plummer says, where do I go for good sports talk? Well, this show, obviously, BYU TV podcast, YouTube channel called Jacob Media. Mm -hmm. They do a great job covering the Eagles. Yeah, I think that's like
1: Even BYU TV, with all due respect, I think they do great content on the team, absolutely. But you can't have that... When you're looking for that independent, deep, thought-out, controversial conversation, respectfully, you're not going to an outlet that's owned by a team. That's not how it works in the media. Ruff's official says, you guys listen to Howard Stern, but you criticize Rogan? The two
0: are completely different. There is not a comparison even to be had. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Flowers says, uh, Bill Simmons. I like Bill Simmons' podcast. I listen to that occasionally. Um, You know. Uh, let's see. Uh, Adam C says,
1: JJ Reddish. You
0: mean JJ Reddick podcast? Yeah. His podcast. He's got a good podcast.
1: Yes. Uh, but notice what we're hearing. I just want to point this out as we continue to go through the comments. podcast, 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 like that's where it's going. And and really in the millennial generation,
0: you millennials don't listen to broadcast radio. Yeah, they don't. It's, it's crazy. It is crazy. Mark Rashmussen says info wars. You really, you really, you really watch Alex Jones. Like, how is that possible? Infowars.com. How how is that possible? Yes, Jake, BYU TV is not objective. They're very homerish. Of course they are.
1: Yeah, but but again, see, but that's not a criticism, right? You expect that. And that was kind of my point. Like, you're not going to BYU TV to get some, you know, hot take on Jaron Hall, you know, running five yards too far. You're not going there for that. Yeah, Uh, I totally agree.
0: Um, All right, let's get some more uh, basketball comments in here because then we got to get to one uh, non-sports story because we're way late. Uh, my jazz fan says sports media in the USA is broken. Cowherd is decent. I like Colin. Colin. I do. Uh, Ryan Scandura says I watch Carton and Roberts. Um, yeah. You know what? Craig Carton's an interesting story. He's yes, out of he prison. Is. He's back now. What a story. Uh, Ruff's official says Patrick Kinahan broke the trade news yesterday on the zone. He's the number one radio show in Utah. Not even close. Yeah. Sorry, dude. And what
1: news did he break?
0: But that's just my.
1: Yeah. That's the other thing that you I know, think is so interesting. Like what news did what new respectfully and again. I don't want this to come off as like we're sliding Patrick because we're not. It's That's not even the point. We've seen this multiple times. Woj did it last week, right? We're getting tweets and news and, and, oh, my God, I'm getting texts that the deal's done and we're 24 hours from it and the deal's not done. Like, what are we yeah, really so breaking? Yeah, so
0: Patrick Kinahan went on the uh, KSL Zone Sports thing ksl so i don't know what it's called uh but went on the local radio station here uh in salt lake and said oh yeah the deal's done and i'm getting texts it's done it's going to be announced any minute and that was at 10 o'clock yesterday morning i did not hear it but i was told it was at 10 o'clock yesterday morning it's eight o'clock this morning mountain time like and it has not been done and it's tough this business of sourcing is very difficult and I think God, there are a lot of guys who want to do that and it's it's very difficult. The only reason I know people and I, I have information is we've known people that we're talking to for a decade. Like we have yeah. we have relationships in place. You know, like so it's an advantage that we have. But you, you can't go on rumors and like the Big 12 Pac-12 stuff yesterday. A guy who literally has one follower on Twitter and later admitted he was just trolling. Became trending on Twitter yesterday because he said that Colorado and Utah were joining the SEC. Uh-huh. And I think he got over 300,000 retweets.
1: <laughs>
0: and people put it as breaking news.
1: Yeah. Come on.
0: He's, and he admitted, he's like, I have no idea. I don't talk to anyone. I mi- that tweet was just a troll job.
1: Twitter's been going
0: crazy. Like, it's, it's incredible. You know, it, it's just crazy. Uh, let's see. Brett Robbins says, my good sports talk is this little show called Monty in the Morning. Appreciate you, Brett. Thank you. Uh, Adam C. says, Knicks Fan TV. Um, Jeremy says, I find Luca's mom and Mrs. Monty interesting on a daily basis. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, mel ninety H says, Cowherd is, uh, cow is annoying. Uh, YouTube ESPN died years ago. I think a lot of us watch sports content on YouTube. Yeah. I don't think there's, a, I mean, if we're being honest and I have worked in San Francisco, Chicago, Los Angeles, ESPN radio, like yeah. nationally, I have more listeners on YouTube than I ever had at any time in, in radio like this, this show here, this, this episode today will do, we'll probably do 20,000 views on YouTube at a minimum, I would think. I mean, you're not getting that on the radio. We we have a larger audience than any radio show in Utah. Yeah. I mean, you 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 just, that's just the way the business works now. So, it is what it is. Uh Boomer, Gio, Tiki and Tierney. Tierney says Brandon Tierney <laughs> I like Tiki Barber a lot and I obviously I love Boomer and Gio. I think they're both fantastic. Uh, jazz master 79 says, if Donovan uh, goes to New York, we should get Randall quickly in a first round draft pick. I don't think the jazz have any interest in Julius Randall. No, I don't think they have any interest in him at all. Even a little bit. Uh, Neville 93 says, uh, Knicks fans, middle finger. Why? Why? Uh, Tanner Plummer says, where do I go for good sports talk? This show? Obviously I read that one already. Sorry. Wow. Comment. There are so many comments that it it's, it's crazy. Uh Frank uh Masto says Knicks fan TV. Nice. Uh one of Jake's drops, Adam C, Eric C says. Okay. Uh let's see. Yankee fan forever says ESPN always slanders the Knicks. Do they really?
2: I don't I'm surprised know,
0: man. to hear that. I'm surprised to hear that. Adam C says New York stand up. Lou uh memorabilia says old media, ESPN, Fox Sports, etc. controlled TV. YouTube is the new way. I'd agree with that. Yep. Uh, Kay Nuren says, "Where is the wife today?" Well, she's sitting right. I mean, she's sitting right there.
1: We were just. I mean, yeah. You can put the wife on if you want to.
0: Yeah, she is the uh, she is the the non sports portion of the program. So
1: now we're we're whoa. changing the camera. All right, Way we gotta edit off. the camera gotta here. Pull out. Whoa! Hey. wow Whoa! Did hey. you? Whoa. Hey, you pull out. said I gotta pull gotta out. Pull out. <laughs>
0: Whoa, Whoa! Whoa. there she is. That's Mrs. Mrs. Monty. (laughs) Hey guys.
2: Good Good. morning. Good morning.
1: Jesus.
2: Happy Friday.
0: Happy Friday to you, Mrs. Monty. Make sure you find Mrs. Monty on Twitter. Mrs. Monty show is where you find her on Twitter. Everybody wants to know where you are. By the way, are they? uh, Everybody wants to know what your sources are saying about Donovan Mitchell.
2: Oh, well, I can't tell you what we're saying about Donovan Mitchell. Mrs. Mati hates when
0: I like sit here and text and like we're sitting on the couch watching Peaky Blinders last night after <laughs> I took a nap during Peaky Blinders. And I'm like texting with a couple of the guys I know in the NBA and Right. She just has a look of disdain on her face when I'm on my phone all the time. Yeah. Like
2: I didn't I it I wasn't bothered by you texting. I just like I don't know. It's why do funny you... to me that you watch shows. And like, or you put on a show that you would watch, it but you don't really you to watch ever it. watch the show. Like, well, you at night, I'm constantly I, I will... looking at. I know you have to prep, so like, I get that. But like, you don't ever really actually watch the show. Oh, I
0: thought you were going to crack me for falling asleep last night.
2: I you nodded a little, but we didn't get good sleep the night before. They no, we didn't him. at all.
0: We yeah, we, uh, we didn't. So, so anyway, Mrs, but Mrs. Mm-hmm. Monty, good to see you well, uh, as always. Um, everybody's asking for you. So, um, what is our I'm in demand? You are in demand today. Well. well, you are in demand. Okay. So, you know, here in Utah that it is pioneer day on Sunday and Monday, right? Which is day. pie and beer day, pie and beer day for yeah. sure. So the question that I would ask, what's the best pie
2: apple? Oh,
0: what's the best. And, and this is not a vagina reference, by the way, when I say, what's the best pie, Right, no.
2: jake went for the warm <laughs> apple but that's fine no you know um so mm. twofold yeah pie There's being two folds in the pie, <laughs> pie <well. laughs> i went there well played get back to it back, back to wow
1: yeah. wow mm-hmm. wow don't ever get
0: married um The the question of what's the best pie is a two-stage question (laughs) because is, well, what's the best pizza? Right. Okay. So our guy Caleb is a noted pepperoni fan, Mm -hmm. which I think is disgusting. Pepperoni is, I'm not a pepperoni guy. You guys are idiots. I am a sausage, mushroom, and onion guy. Right. Okay. Right. I am a thin crust, square cut, Chicago style pizza, Square not deep cut. Dish.
1: Okay, you gotta yeah.
0: do that's called party, party cut, cut, right? Party cut, man. Yeah, party cut. Um, but New York pizza, I'm actually a huge fan of thin crust, little triangle, fold in the half. Got a bunch
1: of New Yorkers in the comments today, you know. So, what's the best pizza? Pie. And
0: Brett Robbins says pie sucks.
2: Hey, <laughs>
1: thanks, friend. Wow.
0: Thanks, Brett. dude. Brett. Wow. Brett, I'm sorry if you you're and I gotta talk,
2: that. man. i you know, we. Peter
0: a... Peter Brown says cherry pie.
2: Hey, is that a
0: vagina hey. reference? <laughs> hey uh, Talking with Raphael podcast, Costco apple pie. Thank you. That's I right. can't you. think of any let's other go. pie. Send recommendations. Let's go.
1: Let's go. <laughs>
0: oh, that's hysterical. Um, let's see. Ryan Scandura says poontang pie. Poontang pie. He I'm not cares. trying it's to be cryptic. Ruler and and garcy says monty likes stinky moldy sausage
2: ew okay
0: uh jeremy bolton says ranch and pepperoni pie or in greg hawkins case blue cheese and pepperoni oh Oh. come on i haven't even had breakfast yet no dude are you Uh, kidding me
2: no
0: no no uh adam c says suh suh dude Uh. Uh, what's up the chuckle right before he says Um, I am now as far as pie goes I am an apple pie guy but man a good cherry pie
1: dude
2: I thought blueberry pie was your thing
0: blueberry pie is good blueberry pie is good the smoking Nick gives us a $5 tick and says tell fake uh, Nick fans please Julius Randall is our best player well he's one of them yeah. He's one of them. Yeah. Okay.
2: okay. Absolutely,
0: he's one of them. Uh, G. Rich says, warm apple pie. Mm. Amber Spencer, good morning, Amber. Um, Amber shouted us out on Instagram yes, yesterday. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yes, Amber, yes, 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 Amber. We, we appreciate that. She says, don't sleep on Costco desserts. They are legit. Ba- okay, that's Costco dessert. I think it's the apple pie, but... I'm not kicking, obviously, I'm not kicking the cookies out of bed. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, if you're having a get-together, the cookie assortment is is pretty clutch. But they also have Danish that are amazing. Mm. They
2: have that, like, that cake, that chocolate mousse. Ribbon. Like,
0: it's called chocolate mousse ribbon cake. That stuff's delicious. I, see, now, I yeah. want it. I am not, like, a fudge chocolate double dip, you know, put all your mom's flavoring on there. Like, yeah, yeah.
2: That's because there's something wrong with chocolate you.
1: Chocolate cake. Yeah, like I have simple
0: taste. Yeah, chocolate cake. I'm okay with that. But when you get into like the fudge, ice, like you're choking on it. Okay, that came okay. out wrong. But my point Sorry, is. Sorry,
1: I thought you what? said you're choking on it.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you grow up. Sorry, my bad. Um, anyway, the anyway. point is, Costco does have really good desserts. Amber, do you have a favorite Costco dessert? Uh, and Garcy says, LOL. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Mel90 says, uh, Patty LaBelle pie.
2: Oh, I don't know what that one is, but Patty LaBelle's mac and cheese recipe, hands down, best in the world. We've made it several times for Thanksgiving, but the best pie is gone from my life. It's gone. There's a hole in my soul because the best pie was at Lowry's and they used to have a. Coconut graham cracker crust oh, yes. cream yes. pie. I and they it. don't make it anymore. And now I can't eat Lowry's.
0: So, Dude, I loved, I love Lowry's. Um Tanner Plummer uh gives like the musical note. She's my cherry pie. She's my cherry pie. Okay, what would do I do without you? you? I'll never sing again until next Yeah, time. thank you. Uh Yankee fan forever says best pizza is Joe's Pizza in New York. Legendary. Okay. I like New York pizza. Pumpkin pie, hands down. Sir oh. Beth says, I like good pumpkin pie. Good
2: pumpkin pie. Uh, good.
0: Amber Spencer says, go to Cherry Hill for the best cherry pie.
2: Cherry okay. Hill?
0: I don't know Cherry Hill, Amber. Uh, Neville 93 says, I put the middle finger up because these fans are talking a lot of smack. Oh, I'm down.
2: Neville.
0: I'm down. Neville. easy. Kurt Meyer says, apple and pineapple. There's nothing like a good pineapple upside down cake.
2: Okay, wait, apple mm. and pineapple. Are we talking apple and pineapple in the same pie? No. I've never heard of a pine Separate. pineapple pie. I,
0: oh, oh, pineapple on anything. Like pineapple Danish?
2: But like uh, a pineapple upside down cake, that is not a pie. I am now stuck on is there a pineapple pie?
1: <sighs> you know, I,
2: I, I didn't, st- I didn't God, start this.
0: God, please help me. God, can you please send a Jezebel? Dude,
2: if there was a God, he would have helped you a long time ago.
0: Hell's not real. Kay Nuren says, <laughs> okay. yes, dark chocolate with nuts.
1: <laughs> N- nuts. <laughs> I'm telling you,
0: grow up, not testicles, like nuts. Obviously nuts on, not. I'm telling you, almonds, shaved almonds on just about anything is a win. Yeah. Shaved almonds on just about anything. Uh, Cody Strickland says, I've always dreamed of eating pizza that i seen a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, too. I have not seen a pizza slice that uh, devious since then. Okay. 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 Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, "Banbury Cross Donuts, F pies." Wait, donuts are very good.
2: Oh, Banbury Cross, they're down. They're downtown. Okay. Yeah.
1: Some uh, of the best donuts. CAA
0: Mafia says cupcakes. Mm. Hmm. CAA
1: mm. Mafia. Oh my, my gosh!
2: Guy. Did you, Jake share?
1: Yeah, we didn't. We didn't. Are you dying? I'm
2: dying. I'll never eat a cupcake the same way. Why? Well,
1: yeah. What happened? We'll have to get the video on this, but. I think it was Anne Hathaway, was it, uh, goes on, uh, I think it was Jimmy Fallon, and says that when she's eating a cupcake, what she does is she takes the little wrapping off of it. Yeah. She breaks the cupcake in half, but she takes the top part with the icing, she pulls it off top. of the bottom, yeah. flips the top over, and oh. makes a sandwich out of it. Oh, God. It was damn.
2: life-changing, and I think we'll need to probably demonstrate that next week. God,
1: that, my. Brilliance. I Absolute think, brilliance. I
2: think I'm aroused. I, yeah, Brilliant. Brilliant! Seriously, all right. Dennis
0: Young says, "Bearded clam pie."
2: What the hell? Okay. O- wow. Okay. Stop. Okay. Wow. You drink from.
0: Wow. L- at says, "Pause, bro. Pause. <laughs> yeah. Pause, bro. You don't. You don't have that. That's a great job." Anyways, you know. uh, Knicks will be 2026 NBA champions. <laughs> okay. Says Connecticut makes <laughs> no, the best no, pizza. No. <laughs> <laughs> Connecticut makes the best pizza. I will say, w- w- during my time at ESPN. I never failed to eat good food in Bristol, Connecticut. Yeah. There is some food that you know. Uh, John Jackson says, Costco kills it when it comes to delicious quick food. Hot dog, pizza, desserts. Yes. Yes. Um, Amber Spencer says, Cherry Hill. It's a water park in Kaysville. Oh, okay. Kaysville!
2: And they have the best pie?
0: (laughs) Apparently. Um, Pineapple and cherries. King core says, and Garcy says pineapple cheesecake is fire. Yes, it is. Yeah. I'm a huge cheesecake guy. James Knight says in a, in Australian meat pie, we actually had really good meat pie in Australia. Yeah.
2: We did have meat pie. Yes,
0: we did. It was really, really good. Uh, pen, pineapple, apple pen, jump in, J- jump man. James says, okay. 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 You know, cool. uh, I saw that one already. Uh, and Garcy says bean pie, LOL. Anybody ever had it? No. No thanks. What? Fat Jesus, have you ever seen the pie cake-in?
2: Oh, yeah. A pie cake-in. Three
0: layers. pie, uh, Pecan pie, pumpkin pie, and spice cake. Ooh. Yeah. Hey, now.
2: We've never had one, but I've seen it. They oh, look amazing. Tanner.
0: Tanner Plummer.
2: Tricky team.
0: Churros are the bomb. <sighs> yeah. But they... Hey, guys. They have to be done well. Um, Let's see. Giggity says, Anne Hathaway, that's a slice of pie I'd like to try. Hey! <laughs> Again, another vagina got How many? That
2: milk money. I think today
0: is a record number of vagina references on okay. the show.
2: In a short period of pie time.
0: Okay. Uh Compass says breaking news. Minnesota was uh sent in a trade package to the east. <laughs> Knew that was coming. Jake. <laughs> Jake, 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 Jake. Uh Travis Bird says, Monty, come to Wise Guys tonight. Why? What's it wise guys tonight? Tell me why I should be there. You DM me all the time. DM me. Tell me why I should be there. Uh, Silica Wicked Film says, you're... Let's go Knicks. Okay. 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 I like that. Um, is that it? That's it. That's it. It's 830. Gotta go. It's 830. Yeah, I know. You guys, Bruh. two hours deep on this show today. Let's Jesus. go. Make sure you call my guy, Deborah Davis at Academy Mortgage. Listen, even if you just call him and say, thanks for supporting the Monty Show. Let's do it. If you need a mortgage, if you're wondering, hey, can I afford a down payment? I can't afford a down payment. I can't afford to buy a house. Yeah, you can. Call my guy, Deborah Davis, 801-543-9666. NMLS number 278-545. Deborah Davis and Academy Mortgage are equal housing lenders and they are our presenting sponsor on our BYU drive away. We're giving away two tickets, two nights in a hotel and a gas card to hook you up to see BYU and Notre Dame in Las Vegas. All you gotta do is hit subscribe before we leave. Give us a thumbs up, Mrs. Monte. Until tomorrow or Monday, say happy Peer and Bye Day, Bear and
2: stuff. Happy Pioneer or Pioneer, whatever you do. Thumbs up. Bye. bye. bye.